right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are back. It has been a while. We've fired up the uh, podcasting machines. Um, very excited. We're going to get into the final season of Friday Night Lights, which is kind of surreal. It's also surreal to think about we've been doing this for dang near year and a half. Is it over yeah. a year? Yeah, something Come, like that. Coming close to, well, coming close. Yeah, a year and a half. We'll say a year and a half. Love it. Uh, and as I was thinking about that, I thought like, well, if we're going to do an OC podcast, that's like committing another two years of my life at <laughs> yeah. least uh, to that. So yeah, I think uh, there's kind of just as many episodes because those seasons, yeah. like the first season is like 27 yeah, episodes of the OC. Yeah. It's, it's five of that too, isn't it? Four. It's four seasons. Four. Yeah. But lengthy. Uh, so we're excited to get back into it, even if it is. Yeah. A little, little bittersweet here. Uh, because it is a premiere, a a season premiere episode, uh, we decided to to go big on this one. Um, we're gonna we're gonna finish strong for sure. We have we have a guest here. I'm gonna be honest. When Anthony floated the idea of this guest to me, I thought, I don't know if we can risk it. I don't know what we're in for here. Uh, <laughs> it's a real wild card choice. <laughs> but he convinced me. Um, so Anthony, why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce our guest here? Yeah, well, I've got this man to my left on location. First, on location. not only not only first guest on a season premiere, but also first <laughs> guest to record <laughs> on location. First time I've recorded with somebody else. In, I, yeah, yeah. We, you and I, here. haven't even recorded in the same city. No, <laughs> <laughs> someday, someday. Yeah. Well, we've recorded, I think, in the same state. That's before, true. Yeah, but I was at my mom's house for a couple yep. episodes there. Uh, not the same city, but this uh, this man to my left, friend of the show, fan of the show, has listened to every single episode. A day one, Mr. Jimmy Myers. Hey guys, pleasure to be here. I'm glad you had me. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see if we're glad we had you. Uh, but I'm I'm feeling <laughs> pretty I'm feeling pretty positive. Uh, you came in clutch with those beers. Uh, also, a big uh, sponsor of the show. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. One of our biggest sponsors to date, for sure. So I would say the biggest sponsor with his contribution towards the Buddy Gary Camedy, Barry yes. Buddy Gary Cameo. Yes, I want to get into that. Uh, That's a big thing. I think we should needs to happen. Yeah. Well, let's. I was gonna way to finish it. I was gonna let you uh, talk about Friday Night Lights a little bit, but maybe let's just let's talk about that right away because that was gonna be kind of my icebreaker for uh, for this episode. Was talking about the Brad Leland cameo campaign. Um, so Jimmy. Uh, our illustrious guest today has has decided to be the lead donor in our campaign to purchase a Brad Leland cameo video. Uh, we've talked about it before, but Donnie Buddy Garrity does maybe the most epic cameos you can buy from yeah. what I've seen. You get you get your money's worth with with Brad. Uh, did you? So I don't know if you saw this on our Twitter page. And I can't even remember if we talked about the fact that Brad Leland was playing Scrooge in a local Dallas <laughs> theater <No. laughs> production of A Christmas Carol. Yeah, I changed the uh, the header of our Reliving the Lights page to a uh, I saw picture that, of, but I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, a picture of, I gotta of, look. of Brad Leland in his uh, Scrooge gear. I honestly thought it was Oh my God. I thought it was Photoshop, to be honest with you. (laughs) No, that's real. Uh, I don't think that was, that's like current this year, but that was definitely something he did. The uh, mutton chops. Yeah, fantastic. Um, So I don't know what, Anthony, what's the, uh, what's the going rate on a Brad Leland cameo? 
the last I checked, it was one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check again. Jimmy has been uh, kind enough to get us ten percent of the way there. Fantastic. I heard a call and I answered it. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. Um, yeah, I got it pulled up here. It is one hundred and fifty dollars. A personalized video for you or for someone else. If you want to go the business route and uh, buy an engaging video, buy engaging video content for your company customers or employees, that's going to cost you a thousand. Uh, so we're not we're not shooting for that one. So this I'm just shooting from the hip here. Here's an idea I had. You know, maybe whoever contributes the largest donation to the the cameo fund. And if there's a tie, it goes to whoever makes it sooner. Uh, that's who we address the cameo to. Ooh, I, I like I, that. It's just an idea. We don't necessarily need to do that. We can, you know, think about that. But I think uh, that's going to be our goal for season five is to raise the money to buy ourselves a Brad Leland cameo. I like um, it. For it's, us I think it's, it's probably the best way to finish out your season, to be honest. Because, I mean, yeah. time's running out. It doesn't seem like anyone else is coming on. <laughs> I don't think so. Amy uh, hasn't answered your calls. So. We'll we'll continue to to uh, put the invitations out there to anyone and everyone who was even on the screen for Friday Night Lights. But and uh, and in addition to Jimmy's fifteen dollars, we have had Paul and Christopher Venmo us ten dollars each, and actually or ten dollars uh, each to me. And I think Christopher sent you yep, ten dollars yep, as, well. as well. So yep. I'm I'm willing to put that. I mean, for me, I've got a $35 Venmo balance right now between those three contributions. <laughs> I'm willing to put all, all 35 of that towards Brad. Right, right on. I, I, I'm, I'm game for that as well. Uh, I'm sitting good on beers in the fridge, so yeah. you know, we can put that. So, all right, let's make it official. Uh, we'll, we'll decide maybe. Um, We're nearly a quarter of the way it. there with, that, with those two contributions <laughs> as well. How many so episodes are left? 13, okay. including this one. So there's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also going to real quick pull up, just see who currently else is on there for Friday Night Lights. So that way, if we would, you know, exceed our goal, what's our stretch goal? You know, what's, uh, right. who right. else could we get? Zach Guilford is on there. Only $57. I was going to say, his is pretty cheap, I think. Adrian Palicki. Does, does he put the time in? I don't it, think he puts the time in. But. I was watching him uh, a couple weeks ago and it's pretty basic. Uh, Adrian Palicki. $100. Scott Porter, $75. Not interested. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> Derek Phillips, hell no. Screw you, Derek Phillips. Derek Phillips. We're beefing. <laughs> We're beef- beefing hard. Asha Davis has upped her price to $50. Uh, I hope she's putting in a little more effort than our $15 yeah. cameo we got from her. We got a steal. And Stacy Oristano, $50. Hell no. We're beefing. We're beefing. Get Wouldn't out of here. It be- a big insult to them if you put their cameo on your podcast. Oh, that you've got a good point. Mm. Just, from a spite perspective, <laughs> if, if anybody knows spite, <laughs> all right. Well, let's say this. Uh, let us know uh, on Twitter or in your Venmo contribution uh, who you want if we meet and exceed our Brad Leland goal, who you would want us to, to get a second cameo from. Yeah. I like that. We'll do it that way. <clears throat> I think maybe if we reach $150, then we put a poll on the, on the Twitter. I think there you go. I like it. Okay. 
Great. Uh, Jimmy. Yeah. Fant- fantastic to have you, man. Uh, all, all joking aside, I am very excited to have you on the podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, Friday Night Lights history, how you got into the show, you know, how many times you've watched it. Uh, I'm assuming that you've been watching it over the past year and a half again, or I think you kind of flew through it and now you're just... I, I did fly us. through it. So yeah. I didn't think I'd watched it before. And then when I was rewatching season one, I'm like, I think I've watched at least half of this. And so then mm-hmm. like, I just couldn't stop. I was like, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Yep. And I was through season four or five. By the time you guys were even done with half of season one, I'm like, <laughs> Oh no, I got to like slow down or like go back. <laughs> and then when you hit peak episodes, like homecoming and stuff or like not homecoming, but uh, Thanksgiving, I was like, I want to go rewatch that episode because right I actually, on. I yes. really enjoyed that episode. Yeah. Just yep. them sticking it to them lions. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Uh, nice. So, Panthers. Uh, so did you start uh, rewatching the show because of the podcast or was I, that just I did. Uh, oh man, see, that's a, that's a true fan right there. Yeah. I'm more How, excited for the OC because that's when I watched when it was going on. So oh, when that comes up. Yeah. Nice. I didn't even have that pleasure. So, you know, what is it uh, about Friday Night Lights that made you just plow through it like that? It was, it was to be honest, it was coach. Like he just like, he pulls you in and reels you in. And you're like, I got to know what he's going to do next. You know, like, how is he going to get yeah. through this situation? Yeah. But, yeah. And then you got Tammy, obviously. So, well, yeah. Let's be honest. It goes without saying. Let's, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on this show. goes without saying. Uh, so I, did you watch this episode again recently to, to brush I, up? And I watched it on Wednesday and then I just watched it and right before I came over to do this. Even yeah. brought his own notes. I got some notes. Oh, I yeah. got thoughts here, guys. Good. <laughs> Good. Oh, man. Are there thoughts about this episode or what? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of blowing my mind when it was happening on several different accounts. So Yeah. I'm excited to get into it. Before we get into it, I got to know uh, what you fellas are drinking over there together in the same apartment, which I'm pretty jealous of. <laughs> Well, I'm drinking a Bernstein's Curio, a sour ale from a brewing company in Sioux Falls. Yes, so just just down keeping the, it local for once. Just down the road a little ways for mm. you guys there. Uh, one of my personal favorites, the Fernson Curio, love it. Uh, First time having it. My wife likes the variations. They'll throw different fruit in there every once in a while. Mm. She always likes those. So good, good, uh, definite two thumbs up approval over <laughs> here. Anthony, what you got? I uh, right now have got a uh, Lagavulin 11 yeah. year. Uh, it's actually a uh, a special, I guess. Uh, not right, quite sure what the word is, but so it's a uh, Nick Offerman actually. Um, so this is the scotch that he drinks. Uh, that I, that, I thought so. Mm-hmm, yeah, it, that Ron Swanson drinks yep. on Parks and Rec. <clears throat> so their standard is kind of the 16 year. This is an 11 year, but it's actually it's called the Offerman edition. So it's got a nice little picture of him there on it on (laughs) the front. Um, And then there's kind of like a note from him on the back of the box. That's dope. Um, Yeah. And it's, it was finished in Guinness casks. You can kind of see there, there. And then there's the symbol. So it's, it's it's pretty good. I'd never had a Lagavulin before. And I was kind of almost going to force myself to buy a a bottle of the 16 year. Um, but Hy-Vee didn't have any, so I went with this one because I had also been wanting to try this. And apparently it's like in other parts of the country, like very popular and hard to get a hold of. Nice. So yeah. Uh, so I got a glass of this, but I of course, as always, uh, have got the poor man's 
uh, <laughs> bucket of beers. <laughs> poor man's bucket of beers uh, on on reserve. So very nice. In typical Josh fashion, I've got some Bacardi Limon mixed with uh, sun. You know, like the little packets of of uh, like powder you can put in a bottle of water to make it juice. <laughs> well, I got <laughs> I got peach sun kissed uh, uh. water juice and Bacardi Limon. It's delicious. Uh, but then I also have filled a mixing bowl up with ice and put some Greenbelt Nordeast in there yeah. uh, to stay cool for when I finish this. So, Something you may or may not know about me, and I'm assuming you don't. Artificial peach flavor is like my least favorite flavor oh, no. in the world. Wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think my it's favorite. absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I love it. I love it, but that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, you are keeping it much more classy with your uh, <laughs> Nick Offerman Lagavulin. So, all right, that is what we're drinking. That is what we're planning for uh, our season five finale of Brad Leland cameos. Let's get into this episode. Before we get into the episode, actually, uh, we're going to take a moment for a word from our sponsor. This week, we have as our sponsor, super fan. I would say uh, Chris <laughs> at Martin Blank. <laughs> I, was, I, I guess I don't know your last name. It, maybe it's Martin. Uh, maybe uh, it's, it's Blank. Christopher Duel is what my. That's where my uh, oh, on Venmo. Yeah, Venmo came. Very from, nice. So. Uh, Chris has been a, a a big fan and a, just a fun guy to talk with, fun guy to interact with on Twitter these last few months. Uh, I know he's up there in the Twin Cities, and we both have a. A beer waiting for us whenever we go up yes. there. So we just got to let him know. I was just there last week. I messed up. Ah, dang. Yep. But Chris, we appreciate you, man. Uh, he turned me on to the, uh, actually the Grain Belt Northeast, which I, yeah. will be, which I will be drinking this evening. So uh, not only are you the sponsor for this evening, but uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be cracking some Northeast for you, Chris. Thanks for uh, sponsoring us. Yeah. We appreciate your, your patronage. Right on. If you want to be a sponsor, just reach out to us on Twitter or on Venmo directly. And our Twitter handles are the same as our Venmo handles. Correct. All right. That's it. Let's get into it. This episode is entitled Expectations. It originally aired October 27 of 2010. Uh, we're on season five, but is Haven Iron Oak sticking with us to the end here? Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, here's, here's what old... H.I.O. has to say. Hi-O. It's <laughs> a good start. <laughs> Julie, Julie Taylor prepares to go away to college. Mrs. Taylor digs into her new job as the guidance counselor at East Dillon, and Coach Taylor poaches a basketball player for his team as the East Dillon Lions prepare for a preseason game against the Craft Cro- Cowboys. Croft Cowboys? Croft. Croft Cowboys. Uh, last year's Texas State champs. Okay, pretty straight to the point there. Yeah, not a lot of fluff. I almost felt like he was, like when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, he's going to have a theme here uh, because they kind of stick out, like digs into her new job or prepares to or, you know, uh, poaches. But no, there is two different prepares. Julie Taylor prepares to go to college and the East Dillon Lions prepare for a preseason game. Um, So, yeah, uh, just fine. Yeah. Yeah, come, yeah. No. Come back down to earth a little bit after yeah. getting a little weird with it <laughs> lately. Yeah. Uh, so but the, the it's it is almost as if 
he's digging in in different ways into the movie dude one madness because this is strictly two sentences oh, and yeah? that last sentence the whole last sentence so the whole first sentence is just <laughs> julie taylor, taylor prepares to go away to college the entire <laughs> second sentence is mrs taylor digs into her new job as the guidance counselor at the east at east dillon and coach taylor poaches a basketball player for his team as the East Dillon Lions prepare for a preseason game against the Croft Cowboys last year's Texas State Champs. <laughs> okay, yeah. That yeah, is yeah. one. So <laughs> you're right. Yeah. He, he is channeling a little movie dude one in there because we have, uh, let's count the number of uh, different subjects in that sentence. Mrs. Taylor with an explanation of her job. <laughs> Coach Taylor. Uh, what's that freaking guy's name? Uh, Huckleberry Finn, or yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but the Pudge is a basketball player. East Dillon Lions, uh, Croft Cowboys, last year's state champs. Yeah. So, yeah, there's like five different subjects of that sentence, basically. <clears throat> I know that I've got his name written down here very early, and I Huxton Ruckle or Huxton. something. <laughs> is it Huxton? I don't is think it, it is Huxton. Okay. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> Who freaking knows? Yeah, because I, I accidentally put Ruck as his last name. I didn't get it right away. <laughs> Hastings, Hastings Ruckle. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because he's the guy that I snapped you about a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, and I was like, "Who the hell is Hastings Ruckle?" <laughs> we're definitely going to talk about that. Also, <laughs> I couldn't even like place why we had already talked about Hastings Ruckle. Oh. I just remembered. I was like, who the hell is Hastings Ruckle? Oh, is we're we're going to talk about Hastings. All right. Good deal. All right. So unfortunately, folks, we've taken a long time off. We got out of the rhythm. We Neither one of us remembered to do a movie do two syno- uh, synopsis, and we didn't uh, assign Jimmy to do it either. So uh, I don't know. Any, any themes you guys can see that we could just kind of build off of here? The biggest one that came to my mind when we were just talking about it that we'll get edited out is um, to me the 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 big theme of this episode is saying goodbye. Um yeah, absolutely. we've got yeah. we've got Julie saying goodbye. Uh Landry goes on like a farewell tour. <laughs> uh, you know, he's the just last a grandma's house. Show. Yeah, and grandma's house and Chris um, Victoria says goodbye. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Huxton Ruckleberry says goodbye to the basketball team. <laughs> uh, Croft Cowboys say goodbye to their undefeated season. Yeah. Their potential undefeated season. And their quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> and their, yeah, yeah. And their quarterback. Uh, yeah. I think we could have done something, something nice off of yeah. that. Uh, I don't feel terrible for not having actually done it because I still have not gotten any notification whatsoever that those first like four that I submitted were accepted in any way. I guess maybe I should check, but uh, I always thought it'd be a really good fit if you guys just wrote them in there and put them in and didn't even acknowledge that you wrote them. But you're like, hey, this guy, this new guy out here. That would be a good bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to be able to leave our mark on the uh, Friday Same. Night Lights IMDb Same. page, but <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe they're just really backlogged. All right. This episode starts out with Slam and Sammy just coming in hot on the radio, uh, talking about how it is summertime in uh, Dylan, and he <laughs> he's sweating like a whore in church at 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that on the radio, Slam and Sammy? I, the same thing. I, was, <laughs> I was very surprised by Slam and Sammy's language. 
You say that on the radio. Can you say that? Well, I guess they weren't on network TV anymore, were they? Or, mm, yeah. Technically. They were re-airing. On, yeah. Uh, I think well, you can say horror on network television. I guess so. It seemed pretty crass, but. <clears throat> Slam and Sammy, he knows this is the last season, so he's just going to go for it. <laughs> but he's talking about the Whataburger classic. Yes. Uh, which, did anything actually, like, make it any different than a regular football game? Or was this just an opportunity to throw in a new sponsor because they lost Applebee's? That's how I took it. It was hard to tell if it was like the, uh, like the Oahe bowl that we had. Was that before, after you left or was that your we had senior like the gov- year or not the governor's? Yeah. Yeah. The Oahe bowl where it was like two games back to back. I wondered if it maybe it was one of those situations. Sure. Um, it but, also surprised me that they got Whataburger to sponsor this team, but yet uh, the what's the restaurant? Alma Freeze. Alma Freeze won't sponsor when they had <laughs> number one QB number one and uh, and the running, back running back working yeah, at their work establishment. Like, how do you not bring them in? How do you not uh, put somebody on? There? We've got a lot of questions about the Alma Freeze, <laughs> some of which are going to be addressed in this episode. <laughs> Whataburger is a good Texas uh, franchise, though. And uh, Alamo Freeze, Minnesota is what I would assume. Okay, well, we won't get into it now. But where did Dairy Dairy Queen start? You know, it's interesting. I was talking about this with somebody recently. I think Dairy Queen started in Texas, too. What? Because I think somebody was talking about how they associated it with Minnesota for some reason. But it is... Uh, it says Joliet, Illinois. When I googled, oh. when I searched it, first Dairy Queen restaurant opens in Joliet, Illinois, okay, nineteen forty. So, but I still am surprised that they even have a um, presence in Texas. Yeah. I guess so. We'll get into that a little bit. I just did learn that the uh, mayor of Joliet, Illinois, is Bob Odekirk, which is kind of funny. <laughs> that is kind of funny. Interesting. Dairy Queen is owned by Berkshire Hathaway. Oh, dang. which is very odd. <laughs> yeah. All right. I let's... didn't know that they were in the restaurant business, but <clears throat> I don't really say... understand what Warren Buffett does. I didn't know he has a lot of money. <laughs> it's real estate, right? At yeah, the, I guess. Some Apparently and at least one restaurant franchise. Yeah, and, and real estate and Dairy Queen. <laughs> All right. We'll get, we'll get back to Dairy Queen in a little bit. Uh, so that's kind of what we, we come to find out. We got the Whataburger classic coming up. We also learned that, uh, East Dillon is the only team in the Whataburger classic with a losing record, which suggests to me that it is at least two games. Right. Yep. I got to assume that they snuck in there just on, uh, the big, uh, win over West Dillon kind of at the end of the last season. Yep. A lot of drama there. So Julie's going off to college. And she isn't let Coach or Tammy drive her to college. Uh, how do we feel about this? Is this a hateable thing for Julie? I don't think so, personally. Like, I didn't have my parents drive me to college, but I started mid-season or, like, an interim. Sure. But it wasn't a big deal for me. I will say I did not catch that, uh, that Julie was not going to let her parents drive her to college. And mm-hmm. at the end of the episode, Angie was like, oh, she's not having her parents drop her off at college. She's driving. Like, what's going on here? And we weren't sure. And I was like, 
I bet that's just a Julie Taylor thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess inherently I hate it. I, I <laughs> just based I on that reaction, having missed the context. I guess I didn't think that was a thing. Jim is going to stay a little unbiased here, and I appreciate it. On uh, this one, I will. I got thoughts about Julie I, later, though. I guess, okay. and now that you say it, I didn't, my parents didn't drive me to college, but also I was, I was 24. Right. <laughs> so. Well, I had a very traditional college experience, and my parents did drop me off, and it was a big deal. da <laughs> so, we got uh, a was, fancy traditional student over here. We got us a fancy college boy. <laughs> wow, right out of high school, huh? Cool. Uh, I don't like this being not being in the same room. I feel like I'm going to get picked on here. Okay, I'm slightly annoyed then, but uh, I will try and keep an open mind about Julie and not penalize her within the first minute and a half of the episode. Next, Buddy is en fuego. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's excited. He's on his radio show. He's talking up the Lions, uh, real excited. And uh, we kind of got cut from there to the coach's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the 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 co- coach and assistant coaches sitting around. Um, they're loving it. They're listening to Buddy. They're enjoying it. Oh yeah. Uh, but Coach Taylor is pretty critical. Um, he's pretty disappointed in the plays that Coach Stan has drawn up. He doesn't. He I don't like this at all. I don't like how this is starting off. Yeah, I think is what he says. I want to point out two different lines from the scene. One, I just appreciated that Buddy uh, called the Lions a team of destiny. Uh, seemed like a very Buddy <laughs> yeah. thing from, to say. From an two, 11 and 2 record or everyone, <laughs> a 2 and 11. Like, really? <laughs> okay. Team of destiny. You win two games last year? He's sure that they are going to stick it to the uh, state champs from last year. Uh, okay, Buddy. Uh, I also want to point out that when coach asks uh, coach Stan, if he has looked at the practice plan for today, coach Stan gets uh, very embarrassed and says, uh, I think I can rub something out. Didn't catch that. <laughs> I watched with the subtitles on and I figured that that wouldn't be caught unless you had the subtitle, but it, that's what the subtitle said. Yeah, I can rub something. <laughs> so, uh, Kind of seems in character for Coach Stan, though. So, <laughs> um, thought that was interesting. But yeah, Coach not happy. Coach Taylor not happy with the way things are starting. We get a scene in jail where Billy is visiting Tim. Kind of fills him in on Mindy and little Stevie. <laughs> Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also mentions, I had a hard time determining if uh, there's an opening for another coach on the team or if Billy just thinks that he wants to do it and he's just like, I think I'm going to try to be a coach on the team. I think it's option B. <laughs> I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, there there wasn't because when you goes to ask coach later, coach says, well, we just picked up this other coach. We don't have any... The way that he's playing with coach makes you think, ah, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Yep. So no, <laughs> Billy's just going to try and invite himself <laughs> onto the coaching staff. Just got the idea in his head. So how long has Tim been in jail at this point? When did we, we left off at the end of the season last year? Yes. So, so that was August now. Slam and so Sammy like said it was months? August. Yeah. We're looking at, yeah. Nine months, I would say. Okay. So Tim, yeah. And Tim, yeah, yeah it was that Thanksgiving. Makes so <clears throat> Tim says, and he can get out in what, what'd they say? Like three months, three months. for yep. good behavior. So correct. That'd be an yep. even year. So that, that makes about, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So Billy's idea though, is that he wants to coach because he's trying to turn his life around. And so he wants to give something back. <laughs> he says, I was kind of like a coach to you, right, Tim? And Tim responds, coach was my coach, Billy. <laughs> so Tim's less than enthused about this idea. Um, kind of tells Billy or Billy, you know, says, I thought you'd be a little more excited about this. Tim says, I'm not really in a position to be your number one cheerleader at this point, Billy. That's a pretty, pretty tense conversation. Yeah. At the end of it, Tim says, Hey, you don't have to come <laughs> as often as you are. And if you see Becky, tell her that too. So mm-hmm. I wonder if, uh, Billy's backup plan was to go coach golf since he's so close to his mm. PGA card. <laughs> yeah. At yeah, it point, seems like that would be more logical yeah, direction yeah. to go. But he did have his, his ring on, his state champion. Uh, right, he that. was a state champion. I don't think he specified at this point that it was football. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that, true. <clears throat> he didn't clarify. Over at East Dillon, uh, Principal Levi and the teachers are having a budget conversation. We get the impression that money is very tight. Over there, and it doesn't seem like Tammy is being received very well uh, over at East Dillon. Yeah, she's already a little overbearing um, from the jump. I can't remember yeah. exactly what she steps up. Like everybody's friendly right away, and then she kind of steps up and has all these ideas, and everybody's kind of rolling their eyes and mm-hmm. looking at her like, okay, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I resonated with it a little bit. It was when we lived in Sioux Falls, Lindsay taught at uh, Whittier Middle School which is a uh, is more like a downtown more inner city as mm-hmm. much as you can be inner city Sioux Falls rough school um and it kind of seemed like uh the teachers there were either really old teachers that were just trying to like that were there before every like all the demographics changed and were just like trying to ride out their time yeah, get their or, pension <laughs> yes uh so super cynical and jaded and just like shut up keep your head down let's get through this or the Lindsay's that were like, you know, very young and ambitious and, you know, the Tammy Taylors. Yeah. I'm comparing my wife to Tammy Taylor. <laughs> Lindsay, if you're listening, you're welcome. I love you. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, kind of, kind of reminded me of that situation and, you know, probably the case at East Dillon, although East Dillon just freaking started. So I don't know how they can be jaded after right. what one year. One year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to remember though, it is the rough part of town. There's um, you got to imagine most of them are living on that side of town. They're probably hearing the hip hop music oh, all the just, time. Just constant. I assume. Yeah. <laughs> so. Every waking moment, uh, hip hop music. <laughs> so yeah, it's not going super well for Tammy. We hear about this, girl epic uh which how would you guess that epic was spelled um i just spelled the traditional way although no. i'm assuming Wrong. that it's i I, ass- <laughs> yeah. I assume that it was spelled incorrectly but i didn't want to take a shot at it in my notes so e-p-y-c-k um so do it correctly from now on epic. sure <laughs> but <clears throat> we know that you're a stickler for the spellings of names it's true so. <laughs> i am uh epic Nobody wants Epic in their homeroom. They're kind of fighting over who has to take her. Yeah, you gotta wonder what kind of like I mean, if you're if it's a homeroom, like how bad can it be? Like, is she like disruptive? Is she just annoying? And from what I gather, she's never in class anyway. Right. Yeah, like why do you care? <laughs> it doesn't right. affect you if she's not there. It doesn't reflect on you poorly that she doesn't show up to a room, I'm pretty sure. So 
Right. Regardless, nobody wants her. And we see kind of a look in Tammy's eye. And uh, good news, everyone. Tammy has someone to save again. So Yes. Next, we see Vince and Jess uh, smooching. Yeah, I don't have much notes for this. I just have uh, Vince is putting the moves on Jess. He's going to help with laundry. Yes. (laughs) Laundry. We know what that is. Yep. Um, We do find out that she... Her dad is not around. He's like, off. franchise. Yeah, Big Burgess. He's okay. franchising. franchising. Nice up, up by Dallas. Um, so Hope she's they, basically he, he got an offer for one, but he's opening three or something like that. Oh wow, good for yeah. Big Verge. Uh, yeah, she we so she's basically like raising her brothers slash cousins. I just still don't know if they're all her brothers or not. Um, Andre for sure is her brother, but there's more. So, uh, it seems like her aunt is also in the picture a little bit, but we don't necessarily find that out yet. Speaking of, uh, weirdly absent parents, I have a lot of questions about this next scene. (laughs) Okay. Yes. All right. (laughs) Becky's mom is away on a casino boat. They must've lost Alicia Witt because I don't think she's in the rest of the series. Okay. Yep. Um, so they wrote her off. So Becky is instead living with her dad and her dad's baby mama in her mom's house. (laughs) Yes. And uh, judging by the interactions that they had in last season, there is no way in hell that her mom would let her dad live in that house. Yeah, I had a hard enough time like getting along before she even knew about the baby mama. (laughs) Like there's the actual secret family. There was, there was a blatant secret family. It was Becky's dad. And uh, yeah, now they're just living in Becky's mom's house. And correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they live in Alaska first? So then they relocated to Texas, right? Is that accurate? That I believe so. Yeah, I do remember Alaska being somewhere in the. Sounds right. I think that's right. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of questions. Weird. What a weird thing. And to make things worse, Becky's dad is off on a long haul trucking job, (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's just Becky and her stepmom and half sister in her mom's house. You know, as as things usually happen that way. Like, of course. come on! I like I said, I I'm I'm guessing based on this that they must have just lost Alicia Witt. Like, she didn't yeah. want to resign for the fifth season or had something else going on. But like, there's got to be a better way to write this. Write her off. Like, even is, just put them in a different freaking house or something. Yeah, like that's fine. I was literally trying to like confirm that it was the same house. I was like, is right. this? Yeah, honestly, is. I don't understand why. Don't even have house. just even use the same house. Just get that fucking airstream trailer out of the backyard, <laughs> and then we're not sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a pretty big giveaway. Uh, yeah. So things are not looking good for Becky. There, uh, we get the impression right away that Becky's stepmom, if you want to call her that, is awful. Just yes. the worst. Just terrible. Yeah. Next, we see Billy begging Coach for a job. <laughs> Billy basically tells him he wants the job because he wants to turn his life around, and this would help him do that because Coach is a maker of men or something like that. <laughs> coach tells him there's no funds for that, um, but Billy says Billy like is willing to volunteer or whatever. Just wants to be around Coach, 
I guess. Uh, we see Crucifictorious at band practice. Yeah. Um, they're they're going to do a final show. Yeah. They're going to call it the last waltz. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> this is, if you, I mean, we've, we've had to have talked about this. We've talked point, about the last we? waltz before. Yeah. yeah. Anthony is a huge fan. Turned me onto it. Now I'm yes. a big fan. Yes. Uh, the greatest concert a, movie of all time. I got a text from Anthony this week that I pictured him like, as he was typing it out, like tears streaming down his face. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> Letting me know that uh, the last waltz would be released in 4k on the criterion collection, right? Yes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, uh, so <laughs> there, the, the criterion collection is pretty notorious for putting out extended editions of certain movies. And mm. I got to imagine there's gotta be some, some sweet lost footage or just not yeah. included footage. I mean, like even just like, interview footage right. you know that they didn't show and stuff like that so i'm, I'm hoping that they do an extended cut or at least have a, at least more than what's on the, the current blu-ray which it looks like there is so i'm very excited uh to do that i yeah i have the the full concert which is like four hours long on vinyl it's like a six lp vinyl oh wow. uh, yeah sweet. so i know that they recorded all the audio for sure i'm not uh -huh. sure about the the video so. so is there more audio than what made the film oh yeah Oh, yeah. sweet that's really cool yeah you can find it on i mean it's on apple music so i imagine it's on spotify, it's on spotify. that yeah. they they probably have the they have the full concert and it's in like sequential order and everything so mm -hmm. it's sweet. pretty sweet sweet um but yeah i know i don't know about if they shot the video because if you watch that movie and i know you have like the muddy waters bit i always felt was uh, it's like the pacing felt weird and it's because apparently they ran out of film in all but one camera so oh. almost all of Muddy Waters' performance is just one long take, um, and that's <laughs> okay. why it feels so yeah. yeah like out of yeah. No, that's interesting. I actually uh, got like a third of the way through it at Thanksgiving, and then had to stop, and then I never picked it back up. So I'm still still waiting for my. This will be my only my second time watching it, but I listened to the album a lot this this summer. I listened to the band yeah. a lot, but then also the Last Waltz. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I anticipate your letterbox review. <laughs> <laughs> right, on, right on. Uh so apparently Landry thinks pretty highly of uh their last show is what we're yeah. saying. Yes. I don't know if you noticed this, but Landry is also wearing that freaking many moods of Chuck Norris shirt again. I did notice that. <laughs> I did not. And I also went and had to go IMDB because apparently the drummer played Havoc in X-Men. And I was yeah. like, oh, how you have Havoc, but I have vocals. Oh. Yeah. Wow. He, I never he had a big, together. he had a big like 2017. He was in like three best picture nominees that year. He was in Get Out. Um, he was really? in, he was like, he was the, Allison Williams' brother in Get Out. Um, he was uh -huh. in uh, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Um, yeah. He's, he actually, he's released some music that I have not listened to. But yeah, he's, like I said, he had a he had a big 2017. He broke out a few years after. And also his actual in real life name is Caleb Landry Jones. Oh, so what? his middle name uh, is Landry. Wow. Caleb Lance Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb Landry Jones, come on the show. Yes. Jeez. Be a huge kid. It's kind of a he's kind of an under the radar success story from yeah. Friday Night Lights, I guess. 
Okay, so are we giving Landry credit for being a fan of the band in The Last Waltz, or are we uh, giving him points on the Landry hatometer for ripping off The Last Waltz name for the farewell show? I'm going to call it a wash. <laughs> I think I think, we, I think you give him hater meter points because he had to convince his drummer that he might get laid if he does this show. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, though, in Landry's, the experiences that Landry has have, had, he has weirdly um, like legitimate confidence that he might get laid. <laughs> I thought that very thing when he said that. Yeah. I thought like, weirdly well, what about validated. you, Landry? Yeah. yeah, I was like, well, what about you, Landry? And then I was like, oh, yeah, no, never mind. Uh, you've dated Jess and uh, Tyra. So you yeah. can talk. You can kind of brag here. Yeah. Some weirdo hot girl is probably going to be at the show and just want to bang him for some reason. One of the 13 people. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I counted. Hey, those, those 13 people were enthusiastic, though. There was at <laughs> least one super fan. Here's <laughs> yeah. Victorious, but yeah. we'll we'll get there. Uh, Landry is sure the show is going to be huge. Biggest show that's ever happened uh, in Dylan, and that's including the Swedes band, uh, I'd assume. <laughs> yeah, got it. Which that guy went on to be Shaky Graves, so... Correct. You know. Next, Buddy drags Coach to the sketchy park where they play hip-hop music really loud yep. uh, to check out Hastings Ruckle. Uh <laughs> who very obviously did not actually dunk the ball, uh, even though they showed him. <laughs> yes. And has the worst shooting form I've yes. ever seen. Was terrible. <laughs> Unreal. It was like, like never went higher than his chin. No, it was, it, it was so weird. What I thought of, and this is going to be a plat reference, but generally also it works. It was a Kellen Munnicky wrestler shooting form. Like when wrestlers would try to play basketball yeah. because wrestling season and basketball season overlapped. Mm -hmm. uh, so wrestlers never play basketball. It looks like a wrestler shooting the ball. Uh, terrible. Terrible. How could you not get a guy that can at least fake it? Yeah. I'm surprised that they got him actually making a shot in a take. He made 60-something in a row. We talking about <laughs> are, are we sure yeah. that we saw the ball leave his hands and go into the hoop at the same time? Or it was like a cut from him shooting to the ball going in the basket. It'd be funny. Coach is standing on one side of him. And then all of a sudden, he just <laughs> uh, Why is his name freaking Hastings Ruckle? I, yeah, I don't know. Why would you he do that? Even the announcers in the game later on couldn't get his name right. And I was like, what the hell is this guy's name again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to imagine that's a Peter Berg decision. It, like, it has to be something weird like that. Is that like Peter Berg's nephew's name is <laughs> Hastings Ruckle or something? I don't know. That's now, a weird I don't decision. know if it's the same with this one. I've been listening to other podcasts about Parks and Rec, and they do talk about names and how they have to go through this whole process that no one in a state can have this name or something. Really? So it's got to be ridiculous. Uh. So that could be part of it. See, I was just uh, reading an article. So I just finished The Sopranos yesterday, and I was reading an article about how lots of people from that show are named after David Chase's cousins, basically, because <laughs> he just needed he needed Italian names, right? And so, uh, like uh, Toby Soprano <laughs> is like an actual person, Toby, not Tony, but. Uh, but yeah, he basically just like ripped off his cousins' names and like <laughs> classmates' names and stuff like that. So probably changed them a little bit, like totally right. stuff. Yeah, like that. well, so. that was like a thing that uh, 
like so Matthew McConaughey's character in Dazed and Confused. Well, I can't think of his name, but like Wooderson. There was like a guy named Wooderson who went to high school with Richard Linkletter and he like came out like 20 years after the movie <laughs> came out and was like, hey, I'm going to sue you because this character was based on me and it like is defamation. <laughs> and everybody was like, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it got dismissed. All right, I'm going to search Hastings Ruckle white pages and just <laughs> see if anything comes up here. Because, yeah, I remember they were talking there's a fine line where it's got to be between, like, two and ten or something, like, because they don't want to get sued over people thinking, hey, this is based on me. There's yeah. got to be Which a few is, Eric Taylors in Texas. There's got to be more than ten so, people sure. named Eric Taylor yeah, for sure, in Texas. For sure. Nothing comes up for Hastings Ruckle white pages except for, uh, yeah, stuff related to Friday Night Lights. So, mm-hmm. Brian Williams. There's yeah. definitely Brian Williams. <laughs> Wait, yeah, well, Brian or Brian? Brian, 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 Brian. Boy, Brian. in a long time. Uh, I I thought there was gonna be a cameo of him on the TV when they're watching that t- that game on the TV. Oh yeah, mm. later on. No, I thought I was listening. I was like, are they gonna say anything about Smash Williams? Nope. You know, there actually is a person named Booby Miles, though. So That's Hastings correct. Ruckle, you know. Mm. Not out of the realm of possibility. Do you know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the old, uh, like, notorious punk singer Gigi Allen. No. Um, he's, if you read about Gigi Allen, it's some pretty disturbing shit. He was like, <laughs> that guy committed to the bit. Um, but his birth name, his given name was Jesus Christ Allen. Oh gosh. His parents named him that. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a bold move. If you read about Gigi Allen's funeral, so he was like a punk guy, like and he was like the most punk oh, guy. Dude, but just like, looking at pictures of him is kind of disturbing. At his funeral, they like basically desecrated his body, like at his wishes. <laughs> So you know how when you search on Google and it says people also ask and then you can <laughs> like okay so I searched Gigi Allen people also ask did Gigi Allen stink drop down <laughs> menu Gigi was buried still covered in feces from his last show yeah despite the smell and morbidity of this scene Allen's funeral quickly turned into an impromptu party celebrating his life friends even buried him with a bottle of Jim Dean which Jim Beam which they were sure to give him a few swigs of before securing it under his left arm uh so yeah that that sounds pretty wild GG Allen yeah yeah he would like take it's <laughs> on stage yeah, he was a wild dude yeah read read about him in your free time <laughs> but incredibly interesting okay yeah, his, his given Jesus name Christ. Jesus Christ Allen <laughs> just guy never had a chance Sheesh. <laughs> I mean, he, who you knows? Know, he might have been the second coming. We don't know. <laughs> there's lots. You know, there's lots of Latino men named Jesus, but I don't know many named Jesus Cristo. Right. <laughs> you know, like that's taking it a step further. All right. Well, Hastings is very good at basketball. Hastings Ruckel allegedly. Uh, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. D- what's it? Gray Damon is not good at basketball. The actor that played <laughs> yeah. Hastings Ruckel. Right. Hastings Ruckel is supposedly good at basketball. Um, and they, Buddy, so, okay, did we say that Buddy has dragged him, coach, to the park? Buddy has brought yes. coach to the park and uh, says they got to pick him up for the football team. 
Hastings says he's not into football. Quote, I don't like all that equipment. Pads, helmets, cups. I like to hang free and easy. That's <laughs> what Hastings gonna, has to say about football. Are we going to skip over what... Uh, you don't wear cups in football? Buddy, well, no, a buddy said oh, about him. He's, I miss he's that. white man. guy. Oh, yeah, he's the white guy. He's, he's the, the white, white kid. The white kid, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. It's like, oh, buddy. <laughs> Uh, Hastings Ruckle is the whitest name that I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's the white kid, buddy. 100%. The only name whiter than Hastings Ruckle is Buddy Garrity. <laughs> <laughs> Talking him up. No, so he's a white kid. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Coach, Coach tells Hastings, you live in Texas now. You love the game of football. You just don't know it yet. So they're out to get Hastings on the team. Yeah, Hastings has made 68 free throws in a row, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> He's got a very unique shooting form. Uh, yeah. Which uh, my favorite player in the NBA is Jaron Jackson Jr., and he looks like a wrestler when he pushes the ball towards the hoop from the three-point line, but it goes in. So I'm willing to give Hastings a little bit of a pass uh, just for Jaron's sake. Next, Tammy is telling Coach about Epic, E.P., Y-C-K, and all the problems at East Dillon. Uh, we find out that Julie needs to go shopping for college. Yeah, apparently. So, I don't know. I guess the point of this scene is to just reinforce the epic thing for the yep. most part. Yep, and Julie and Tammy's having a hard time finding time to go shopping with Julie for college stuff, but does not want to just let Julie do it on her own. Yeah, well, it doesn't want to hand her the credit card, which I right. did not hand Julie Taylor my credit Absolutely card. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, okay, so as I was watching this, uh a question popped into my mind. How has Gracie still not grown more hair over her forehead? <laughs> that forehead is so big and they pull the hair back. Right. I was gonna say the worst part is that they pull the hair back. I don't I can't tell if it's because it's so light and blonde. It, there's just so little but. hair there that maybe it can't fully cover. And so then it looks like she's balding. It's, it just looks so bad. And I feel like you she ready? should have more hair by now. You ready for the conspiracy theory? Oh yeah. Well, wow. Oh, so they say that it comes from your mom's side, right? right. Yep. Baldness. Yep. Tammy Taylor's real dad. Oh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> It's so obvious. How have I not thought of that? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay, so from now on, we gotta we gotta take into account that Gracie is the granddaughter of Hulk Hogan. Yes, Gracie Hogan, and we'll call her from now on. Gracie Hogan. <laughs> All right, good. Gracie Hogan. All right, that should help hopefully explain some things now that we've figured that out. Next scene. Uh <laughs> Coach Billy Riggins is introducing himself to the team, and he is really going with going for it with the uh, inspirational coach quotes and all. And yeah. I have in my notes just what a, what a disaster of a person <laughs> Billy Riggins is. <laughs> what a goofus malufus man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no Matt Saracen it's, in this episode. I think we should just go ahead yeah. and crown Billy the goofus malufus <laughs> of the episode. Alamo Freezes is going to want to sponsor that either. No. But. <laughs> But he is the goofus malufus for sure. I mean, he pulls a paper out and it was 10 words. He couldn't memorize 10 <laughs> yeah, words. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what Angie said. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I remember, I remember it was, oh, it was, it was the great coach. Quote. Yeah. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. Yeah. If your mind can believe it or if you can, yeah. Yeah. You can achieve it. Just, yeah. Just you something super suck. simple. Billy Riggins, you suck. Billy. Derek, whatever the your name is, you suck. <laughs> Come on the show. Come on the show, Billy Riggins, but we'll probably just give you shit the entire time. You suck. <laughs> Uh, coach, we do see coach, uh, pulling Vince and Luke aside. He wants them to recruit Hastings to the team. Make sure he tries out. He doesn't need to know how they get him to do it. He just wants them to get it done. So coach, uh, is definitely interested in Ruckleberry Hastings. So, <laughs> uh, we get a scene of Tammy moving into her new office. Uh, she has an idea. I didn't quite get what she was trying to do. Like she wants to do like interview the like, like troubled youth who have never like seen a guy. Yeah. Meet with the parents. Yeah. yeah. Who have never like, and then with the youths who have never really met a guidance counselor before had that influence in their lives. Yeah. Uh, she's on a mission to rescue all the at risk kids, which, okay. Levi says it's a matter of resource, which I got to be go with Tammy here. Like it's completely free to meet. Yeah. With parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't cost anything. Um, it's maybe a little naive as we find out, but, uh, she tells him, Hey, if it's a matter of resource, I'm your resource now. You don't need to worry about it. Uh, but so she did, does, did he, did he still just not have a guidance counselor last year? Like, I, I thought they did, but maybe not. I guess they didn't I, specify. I just assumed sh- they did. And they sucked like all right, the other teachers in right. the teacher's lounge. Yeah. You know, I, I just, sick. yeah wasn't sure because i mean it was a new school and that would probably not be a priority for your right you know, like, i don't know if it's is it required is that like a state level thing where they're like every school has to have a guidance counselor i don't know i don't know how any of that goes uh no offense to sadie hansen because i think she's a great person but i probably wouldn't have noticed if we didn't have a guidance counselor <laughs> in our school yeah same <laughs> growing up well no. yeah no that's yeah i agree she she actually helped me a lot when I was going back to school or not a lot but like she oh, helped nice. a little bit but uh-huh. uh but yeah when I was actually uh, in high school <laughs> nope yeah. and our our guidance counselor from Howard was actually also the wrestling coach so you got that like <laughs> not, not qualified for this but <laughs> got got to find something else for him to do yeah. so that he can yeah. coach wrestling yeah it was yeah. like Frank Cutler Love, love Frank Keller. Shout out to Frank Keller. But Frank Keller being like the health coach and like elementary oh. PE coach, you know? like Yeah, no. Or even, teacher, I should say. Health teacher. And, even reliving the lights legend, Alan Weir. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, probably didn't need to be teaching health class. Yeah. Uh, and math. He did teach math. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna cut. You probably never took. You probably never took a math the math class no, with Alan right? Because like that was like the math. yeah. I took math class with Alan Weir. Yes. All right. Next, we see Jess and Vince at Ray's barbecue. Uh, once again, she kind of talks about how her dad is off on business. Uh, doesn't know when he'll be back. Vince invites her to a party to help recruit Hastings, basically. She's not sure she can do it, but her aunt, who is helping run the business, tells her to go on ahead, go to your party. Have fun. Yep. Yep. And there was, this is one of two quotes I actually wrote down Uh. where 
where Vince was like, he's not the punter. You wouldn't be interested. I was like, oh, <laughs> that, was, oh yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. that was pretty good. Like, damn, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. But when you're Michael B. Jordan, you can, you can, uh, you know, say some, some Correct. edgy things and get away with it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we get a really weird scene where weird. Landry uh, is apparently on his goodbye tour and is hanging out with Grandma Saracen, who is there with her in-home nurse. Um, and yeah, he just kind of is like, Hey, I, well, I couldn't, st- couldn't leave without stopping by here and saying goodbye to my favorite lady, my which lady. like is historically not true. No, no. <laughs> it, I, 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 so I was going to say this, like, I don't even feel like they had like a, a fun, like antagonistic relationship. Like no. they just hated each other. Like he yeah. hated her. She hates him. Like it's not, and it wasn't like a, you know, like a, a little fun thing that they had where they were, you know, like not actually hitting. I feel like they actually dislike each other. Yeah. I wrote down, why is Lance hanging out with grandma? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It makes no sense. (laughs) Like, here's the thing. I understand going to see people, but like, did you go see your friend's grandma before you left for college? Like what the hell is this? It would be like, and I mean this in the nicest way. And Josh and I know that you'll understand this, Uh but it would be like, if, I left Platt in 2006 and went and said goodbye to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because your yes. mom did hate me in 2006. <laughs> yes. You guys did have a little bit of an antagonistic and, relationship. And it would be like if I went out and said goodbye to her because she was my mom or my friend's mom. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that would not make sense. And this does not make sense. But uh, we had to get that little, you know, Matt connection there, I guess. Uh, we do find out that Landry's going to Rice University and <laughs> grandma tells Landry that she has crucifixorious on her MP player. I don't know that too. <laughs> yeah. I had a hard time act- telling if, if Matt actually put his music onto an MP3 player because she puts up like a blood pressure machine. Yeah. It's a bl- yeah blood right. I don't or know if, if it was, if she was just blowing smoke up. His yeah. Ass. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't sure either. <laughs> Even weird that she would even claim to have uh, Landry's music on her MP yeah. player. Because <laughs> even if Matt did do that for her, I don't think that she would like her victorious. No, no. Her favorite song is Mr. Sandman. <laughs> <laughs> what was her husband's name? Uh, I don't remember. That's like season one. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's too long ago. That was, that was a year ago. Becky's stepmom is awful. That's basically what I have written for this next scene. Yeah. She's like feeding the baby. Um, her mom is like, Oh, you're not cutting it up enough. And she's like smoking in the house. Yeah. Like carrying a drink, just being like white trash. Yeah, they're laying it on pretty thick. Yeah. For, uh, for this lady. Supper time at the Taylor household. Uh, Tammy is on the phone. Everybody's at the table, but Tammy's trying to talk to the parents of the at-risk kids. Seems like they're not real interested in meeting with Tammy. Um, it is Julie's last night. Is this right? Is it Julie's last night in Dillon? So. Yes. And Tammy made cobbler, but Julie's got other plans. Yeah, she is going to go. Uh, she has to go hang out with Landry. She has to go and be a good friend. 
Right. This was I, I actually had some sympathy for for Julie on this, I, and I was kind I of agree. I was kind of surprised that Coach especially made such a big deal out of it. Like she just like sat there for several hours from what it seemed like for dinner. Yeah. Like I feel like the Cowboys not that big of a deal. And Tammy was on the phone. Like Tammy wasn't even right. like focused on family time or whatever. Uh, I think coach was upset because he wanted to make ribs, but Julie doesn't eat ribs. <laughs> He's just a little salty in general. Yeah. I think that was yeah. the whole situation. Uh, what's your, uh, what's your top cobbler type? I'm a peach guy, but I just found out that you're not much of an artificial peach guy. Yeah, I um actually um am not a fruit guy in general. I don't like cobblers at all or pies or Same. anything like that. Yeah. What? I think what? fruits are gross. I'll eat a chocolate pie. Does that count? Yeah, I think that counts. I don't like I don't even like a chocolate no. pie. I think uh you've never heard of a yeah. ch- chocolate I mean cobbler. even like even like sweets in general, I outside of ice cream and like some chocolates I really don't eat a lot of sweets, which is probably the only reason that I'm not morbidly obese. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Lucky for you. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, on the other hand, I don't know what's going on. I've been, we talking about, I got putting the pounds on here. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gained a pound since high school. Yeah. I wish. So, <laughs> so if you guys had to choose between a cobbler and a very mediocre high school indie band, in, named Crucifictorious, uh, you would still pick the show over. Correct, one hundred percent. Yeah, and honest, I like a good cobbler, but I would also go to the show. So I'm on Julie's side here too. Uh, chill out. Plus, parents. like I, I get, I get that it's like special to them in a way, but it's also like, I don't know. No. Like she's she's not going that far. She like I understand that it's like her last night at home, but also like. She has also has other people to say goodbye to, and you are literally her parents. Right. Like you, you will have lots of family time. <laughs> yeah, there are people that after I graduated from high school, I really have never seen again. You know, sometimes I was um, just talking with Angie the other night about how because I was when I was in Minneapolis uh, last month, my cousin was asking me. She's like, "How many people in your class are still in Platt?" And like, I had a hard time even like off the top of my head being like, you know, mm. I couldn't, I couldn't have named all 32, um, certainly off the top of my head. And then like, I got home, we were talking about it and I was like looking through the yearbook and I was like, cause I've got all my yearbooks here. As you know, we uh-huh. we had a night, uh, <laughs> we pulled them out. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know, sometimes like I'll go on like Jared Boltzmann's Facebook and be like, <laughs> I saw this guy every day for 13 years and I don't know anything about it. And he still exists. He's still <laughs> yeah, out there. He's still out there. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. So I, I agree though. I think that the last night with friends on before you head off to college is more important than absolutely last night with family. You're going to have God willing a whole lot of other nights with family. Yes. Well, and as we saw at the show, Lance would clearly know that she wasn't there. <laughs> Very yes. If Julie yes. didn't show up. Absolutely. Well, and, and Landry, as we also know, would take that extremely personally. Yes, he would. Uh, I think Julie says like 
I'm already 45 minutes or an hour late or something yeah. like that. How long of a set does Crucifictorious play? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Did they have an opener? Is there some, yeah. uh, some heir to the throne of Crucifictorious that's <laughs> opening for them? It's a Swedes band. <laughs> also, they're just finishing supper. That's why she's late because she want to run to the Swede. Right. It all makes sense. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, they're just finishing supper. So what do you figure? Like seven, eight o'clock latest. Yeah. Yeah, and they've the latest. been playing for an hour. So Landry's band went on at like six, seven o'clock yeah. <laughs> at night. I don't know. That's lame, Landry. Uh, yeah. But maybe Landry, maybe Landry gave a false start time just to give yes. people extra time to show up. I back in the day uh definitely did that with college friends in when when I was in my metal band. Yeah, we're probably going to go on at like 7:30 and in reality we go on at 9 because people will get there at 8:30. Yep, see? Makes sense. Okay. There it is. All right. All right. All right. Lance the smart guy. He gets it. <laughs> he gets it. Uh you were always kind of the Landry of <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling him Landry, guys. I'm not going to do it. No, Abe was the Landry. There's That's no true. other Landry. Yeah, there's no denying that. Uh, but yes, we do see the the concert and or the show. I don't. I wouldn't call it a concert. The show and Crucifictorious does have fans apparently because there are some enthusiastic people. At there. least, at least one dude was a real big fan. There of was there were a couple yeah. ladies as well. Like uh, there were a couple ladies that were really into it. Landry's got groupies. Uh, Lance's got groupies. Lance's got the groupies. <laughs> but well, Jim- and I was watching this with my wife. And so like, that's why I paused and counted because she's like, is this supposed to be good? <laughs> and I was like, so I paused and explained to her. I'm like, wait a second. Let me count if people are actually here. <laughs> I want to know. I mean, there's more in the back. I didn't count them, but the ones at the front, it was Up like 13 there, yeah. people. I was like, yeah. mm. those people weren't there for the show. They no, were like playing pool there to or drink something. Yeah. <laughs> I think by any standards, 13 is probably a letdown for, yeah. Yeah. for Landry. But, um, but yeah, they they definitely have fans. They've got one guy that was, yeah, wearing the legendary Crucifictorious yes. shirt and everything. Um, which I, I didn't notice if it actually had Jesus it on it. It, it did. did. It had Jesus, not like the ones oh. I sell in the NBC no, store. No, okay. that I used to have. I'm not sure what happened to my Crucifictoria shirt. <laughs> uh, next, we see the party where Hastings Ruckle is getting recruited. Yes. Luke is pretty tuned up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doing a very weird job at trying to recruit Hastings. Weird. Weird. <laughs> I don't to touch his pig. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like even drunk Luke Cafferty would not be attempting the like lines of recruitment that right. he was doing. I don't, I don't even remember the, yeah, what some of the shit he said was, but it was weird. I remember it being very strange. He's like, you got to see my prize pig. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um yeah and at this party people are there's a competition of kissing pigs or something going yeah, on tinkers in there yeah <laughs> wrestling around with that pig i don't know yeah. um but uh vince kind of sees luke from a distance kind of uh trying to <laughs> recruit yeah blowing it and so he sends jess in he says you know you're a beautiful girl you can uh 
uh, maybe I think we we can send you in as like the reserves and a beautiful girl who knows football. Yeah, yeah. and just kind of no, I, irresistible. I think you said that. I, I I think it was a good performance by uh, Journey Smollett, uh-huh. um, in that she handled it as like, "Hey, I'm a hot girl, but also." I'm definitely not available. <laughs> um, it was very, it was very awkward. I thought that was kind of, kind of sleazy on Denzel, right? Like, hey, go, oh, yeah, go. For sure. I'm going to pimp you out <laughs> for, for this sure, guy yeah. to come play football. Like, what? For here's, sure. Okay, but here's my question though, because she like played it off at the beginning and basically laid all her cards on the table and said like, "Hey, Vince told me to come over here and basically seduce you into joining the football team. I'm not going to do that." And you know, Hastings basically says like it kind of what does he say makes me sweat. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's later. I think that's later. he do be sweating. He do be sweating. <laughs> Hastings do, do be, be sweating. <laughs> but just like so says all this, but then at the end, like the look that they exchange, I felt like there was like implied sexual tension going on. I right? felt it too. And so I just put in my notes that Jess is definitely playing chess here. Like I'm not sure if she intended to be like like brush it off, but then actually like, Oh, but maybe I am interested or right. What? But I feel like she knows what she's doing one way or the other. For sure. For sure. <clears throat> At the Alamo. Oh, freeze. Okay. okay. Put on your tinfoil hats, everybody. You go just, we get a little scene of, uh, Julian Landry. They're openly drinking beers. Uh, near a car <laughs> outside of the Alamo freeze. Yep, yep. Seems pretty questionable. I know that Lance is on the football team, but not anymore. Uh, and Julie is the coach's daughter, but of the like hated team in Dylan. So I feel like this is a <laughs> real risky move to be uh-huh. underage and open containers uh-huh. in a like well-lit spot. Mm-hmm. But um, they talk about Landry says, I'm going to miss this place. Not Dylan, just the Alamo Freeze. Uh, their hot eats and cool treats. Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Hot eats and cool treats. Uh, not, even, he, not even trying anymore. Not only it that, gets but worse. At, at one point, he flat out mentions blizzards. He says I, blizzards. I thought it sounded like blizzards. And I put oh, the no. subtitles on and it said blizzards. Yeah, it was blizzards. it was blizzards for sure. So they just, it, they're like, it's season five. F- it. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a Dairy Queen. It's a non franchised Dairy Queen. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he admitted it. <laughs> uh yeah, I was like, okay, well, that settles it. Like they they want us to know. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know what to think about this. I don't know. What to yeah, think about this. it's uh I mean if if you know, if if it wasn't us rewatching this show, I would believe that the the writers of Friday Night Lights were listening to our very podcast and <laughs> like, and allowed us to blow this whole thing open. Like, all right, the jig is up. Come <laughs> clean here. Those South Dakota boys, they 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 got us. All right, we knew it all along. Uh, it's confirmed. Uh, this is why we are the superior Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. We we saw right through it from the very beginning. 
I mean, that's season one, right? Like, yeah, that we were talking about this. On their defense, at least they had a sign. They cover up the Dairy Queen sign at least. They did, yeah. <laughs> for this, for, for this, this, for this scene. scene. Yes. So, uh, all right, moving on. Landry is disappointed with how lame they're being on their last night in Dylan. He thought it would be epic. Julie says, oh, you want epic. And so Julie basically drops him off at the landing yeah. strip. <laughs> yeah. What a weird move by Julie. Well, I didn't get this at all. Like, it was, she basically just brought him to the landing strip, got a stripper on his lap, and like, okay, I'm going home. Bye. Yeah. Deuces. That's Julie's idea of an epic night. Yeah. Well, but then it felt like he was hitting on Julia, I thought, personally. And I asked Laura, I'm oh. like, did you feel yeah, like Yeah, they had here? like a weird goodbye. Yeah. I and thought I, it was Landry being drunk and just being like overly, you know, how people get when you're like, I just love you so much. You've been so good to me. You know, you stay golden, Julie Taylor. <laughs> like, I was half convinced he was going to pull out a mixtape that said it had a song for Julie, <laughs> but it had like crossed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, song name. for Jess. Jess, I wrote Julie. Yeah, I I felt the same way as Jimmy. Okay, um, all right. Well, and then he he made a point to mention Matt in the scene before to see if they're still together. I felt like I was like, oh, oh what's going on yeah, here? He what did. are you doing? Yeah, he did. I don't know. He was really uh, he's, into he's that making stripper, his move. Though. He's like, I'm getting out of town. I'm gonna. He was also very. Daughter. He was also very into the stripper. I think here's the thing. <laughs> I'm gonna bang the coach's daughter. He just, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm leaving town. He's not gonna know. I, I. I'll say this. As somebody who, in his youth, used to drink very heavily, but was never, you know, not a. Uh, in a like, I mean, inappropriate, but not in that way. I think he was putting out the feelers. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah I think yeah. he was putting out the feelers, but also uh, keeping his options open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the like, stripper. Like, like, kind of. Uh... He's playing the field, mm-hmm. and I think that's why he went to grandma's because he's like, I heard grandma got a new nurse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was gonna go in a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, Matt hooked up with the nurse. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's my turn. <laughs> Heather was no Carlota. I'll tell you that that's, much that's, right now. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. So kind of like a, kind of like a ha ha ha, just kidding. Unless you're not. Yeah, situation. exactly. Yeah. That's, that's how I interpret it. It was definitely okay. a little bit tense. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Cause I, yeah, I didn't get that at all. As we know. Thought, Landry's a scumbag. Landry's a complete oh, scumbag. 100%. But I did think it was interesting. Landry, who has hooked up with two of the most beautiful women on the show, uh-huh. is still like, I, you know, granted he's an 18 year old kid, but like the experience that he's had is still like falling in love with a stripper. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. come on, my guy. Do we know that he's hooked up with? Uh, what's her name? Yes, because he hooked up with uh, Tyra, for, Tyra sure, for sure, but he definitely did with uh, with Jess. Jess, I couldn't hear her name. I'm pretty yeah. sure that would, it is heavily implied that they. I would agree. Come on, Jess, raise your standards <laughs> up. You got Vince. Get him on the hook. Come on, dude. Tyra was Ooh. with Tim Riggins, <laughs> like, but Tim kept breaking it off with her. That's true. He was an inconsistent. She uh, knew Vince is on the hook. She yeah, had him on the hook. True. She that's, dangled. That's him there. true. That's true. 
Landry's Landry's the worst though. Let's just yeah, I think above all, let's agree on that. Uh he was completely content with the stripper that he was pretty sure was into him, unless Julie would right. reciprocate his mm. horniness and well, then I mean, he he flirts with everyone, didn't he? Flirt with his bandmate too. And she oh yeah, blind? yeah, like, mm-hmm. yeah. He was trying to get it in with the lesbian. Yeah, which true. I mean, yeah, she was a max, manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, we get it for yep. sure. Manic pixie dream girl in like two thousand seven mm-hmm. or whatever. So we get it. Yep, for sure. We get it absolutely. All right, Landry sucks. So Julie leaves the landing strip. And comes home, and Coach is still up watching game tape. Uh, Coach challenged her to a final championship ping pong game before she leaves for college. Uh, They're looking for paddles, digging through stuff. They find her old Girl Scout sash. Uh, They kind of have a little, you know, reminiscing, touching moment. Moment, yep. Father-daughter moment. Uh, And that's about it for that scene. Uh, the team is on, this is a weird scene. The team is about to get on the bus, um, to go to the Whataburger football classic (laughs) and Hastings, who has apparently not been to any practices yet. Yeah. Um, is being chased right away. I had a hard time figuring out who this guy was because they don't explicitly state it. I thought it was his dad. (laughs) Um, but I think it was. His it was the basketball coach. coach. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I I thought that was because Tammy had some line about you're trying to steal a basketball player right. or something like that. Well, so. and like Hastings is like, I can play both sports. Yeah, like that's, not, which, that's a thing. Right. Well, I don't know if it is in Texas. That's the only thing because I was like, in a small yeah, obviously. Yeah, same. Oh, 100% same. We well, had like basketball... a trip that you could go on if you went out for three sports, like in the three seasons. Yeah. Um. So like yeah, it was encouraged to to be that active. But I, I think if you in in Texas, especially with football, you're encouraged to only focus on football. Well, and I think that coach was worried he's gonna get injured too. I think mm. he said so. And Coach Taylor said, "Yeah, you can play both as soon as playoffs are over." Yep. Um, which in Platte, South Dakota, growing up, uh, basketball season was in was after football season. Yep, there was like a break in between of yep. a couple after weeks. the state championship of football. Yep, and, the and then start basically once season. Christmas, I think practices kind of started Christmas break over Christmas break, and then second semester, the game yep. started. So there wasn't overlap where apparently there's overlap. No, uh, they were definitely no, they were definitely playing basketball in December. Before, before Christmas. Oh, period. you're right. You're right. Yeah. They would have like the snowball classic and all yep. that kind of stuff. But yeah. Well, because I even feel like the Hanson classic, which is always mid January, was always like relatively well into the season, sure. all things considered. Sure. Maybe but, not well into the season, but. But there was no overlap, which is the main thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing I thought about in this scene was the showrunners were like, how do we make this guy appear to be a hippie? I know he'll wear a beanie in August in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Every scene you see him in. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, so the basketball coach is trying to stop him from getting on the bus. Uh, the Vince starts a chant from the bus, I believe, uh, yeah. chanting his name. The entire team is urging him to get on the bus and he decides to go with the football team. So they got him. They got Hastings. They got Michael. him. 
They got him he, without any practice, but he's going to suit gonna up for go. the game. Yeah, why not? Um, and uh, the next scene, it is game time. Yeah, what a burger classic. Yep, uh, the Lions are looking pretty rough to start off the game. Mm-hmm. Luke is apparently playing defense now. I yeah, think I we've talked about this before. We've talked about how he he plays Played both sides, both ways, okay. okay, which is uncommon. But in right, you know, well, it wasn't Platt, uncommon was, in Platt, yeah. South Dakota. Yeah, but yeah, but I think we have mentioned that before. But yes, Luke is playing defense. Uh, Hastings Ruckel is on the sidelines flirting with the cheerleaders. The Lions are down twenty-one to zero. The receivers are terrible. Um, they're dropping everything. Vince does end up running into touchdown. Uh, so the Panthers are on the board, but it's not looking good so far. Luke gets, uh, he is playing defense. There's an interception and Luke throws just a huge illegal block. Uh, <laughs> what's that called in, in the NFL when you like leave your feet to like spear a person basically he likes targeting targeting was yeah. it illegal at the time though probably because they changed the rules yeah probably really not. N- yeah. now nowadays that would be yeah entirely illegal and would be a personal foul and the panther or the uh, lions definitely would have lost this game because of it but uh back then when football was really football uh <laughs> it was yeah luke throws this huge block and injures their star quarterback, Cody Pearl, I believe was his name. Um, no. Maybe the tide is turning here at this point in the game. Yeah. Um, I remember in that first section, I, I wrote another quote down. I had the subtitles on the only reason I caught it, but uh, Vince had thrown a pass that was dropped or something. Yeah. And the coach Taylor was yelled out, get your ass off and do something. And I was like, Whoa, coach, <laughs> get your ass off, get, get, get your, get off your fat ass and do something. That's what the quote was. <laughs> and I was like, coach, what, what is this? <laughs> was he yelling at the receiver then or the, I believe oh, so. And, and I thought at first, no, not at Vince. Cause <laughs> the receiver fell down trying to catch this pass. Okay. And I was like, which, who, which player is this? But then they, I went back and the announcer just said, Oh, the receiver dropped the ball. I'm like, oh, you didn't even tell us who the hell it was. <laughs> no. Anyone who sucks is usually nameless. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if they have a name, they're going to be a hero at some point. Yeah. In the second half, they start to kind of pick it up. Yeah. Like we said, they, they, the uh, Croft Cowboys lose their um, starting quarterback. So there's, we get some mm-hmm. sacks in there. We get some, uh, you know, big plays and uh, near the end, Hastings says to coach, Hey, I know that guy, uh, that cornerback who just like deflected a pass. Uh-huh. Um, I think they played each other in basketball or something. He's yep. like, I can, I can jump over him. I can jump over him. So uh-huh. not only is this near the end, hear me <laughs> out guys. Last play of the game. <laughs> Last play of the game. <laughs> yep. 100% yep. as time expires and uh big throw to Hastings. Not even a play in which he does jump over a guy. No. <laughs> He's more or less wide open in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Like Just barely de- up and pulls it down. Barely defended in the end zone, I should say. Um, pulls it down. And now they're down by one. But coach decides to go for two. Tells Hastings we're doing the same play. Wink, wink. And they do a little. Uh, Did they even wink at him? I think it no, 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 hey, they didn't. Same play. You great job. I should say, great. yeah. 
No, that that wink wink was for us. Yeah, they lied to Hastings. <laughs> I missed that. I like- Absolutely. Yeah, he like they call the play and they're and Hastings like what? Same play, like, same, play same play. You're doing great. Yep. And then they do a, a Statue of Liberty play. Yeah. A little behind the back handoff and the Panthers win by one. Ooh, the point. Lions do. Yeah. I'm the sorry, Lions. the Lions win by one point. It's okay, we do it all the time. Uh. The announcer says the state of Texas is on notice. Um, the East Elm Lions are looking pretty good at this point, uh, the first game of the season. I want to back up just a little bit. Uh, we missed a short little scene where Jess and her brothers are at the concession stand. Oh, right. And That's Andre the middle of the game. Like throwing a fit, basically says, you're not my mom. Don't tell me what to do, um, which isn't a big deal, but it does come into play later. Uh, the, the other line I want to point out is, uh, we get a, a little shot of the defense, the the Lions defense forcing a fumble and we see that it's Tinker, uh, who is like forcing it and the line that the announcer said, and this is straight from the subtitles says Tinker stinker falls on the ground. (laughs) Yep. I was going to put that out. I did not catch that. Tinker stinker falls on the ground. <laughs> but he 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 forced a sack fumble though. So yeah, I mean it was a great play. I don't really turning, know what turning he was point trying of the game, to say. Really, yeah, I don't know what the announcer was trying to say by <laughs> Tinker stinker falls on the ground. <laughs> so, and if they're uh, going to keep doing this last play of the game, why can't we get a defensive play where Tinker sacks the quarterback that's driving? Heck yeah, that would be great. Let's make Tinker like I want the hero. that. Yeah, I agree. that's a good point. Tinker is the unsung hero of the East Dillon Lions. All right. Next, we see Levi, Principal Levi at East Dillon, checking in on Tammy to see how she's doing in her quest to save the world. Uh, Tammy starts off by saying, you know, it's going all right, but she eventually admits that she is a little discouraged. She's had some no-shows from her parent meetings that she's tried to set up. So, uh yeah, not not feeling the best. And I feel like Levi maybe kind of gives her a little at a girl at the end, but I can't remember the specifics of that. But yeah. Yeah. Uh we love Tammy Taylor. I was bored through every Tammy Taylor scene in this episode <laughs> and had a hard time paying attention and taking notes. I was trying to uh, pay attention because I know Lindsay loves the whole epic storyline, but we don't, we only get kind of introduced. Yeah. To, we don't even we don't meet even epic in this episode. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, not a lot going on with that. Uh, back at the Sproles household. Um, Becky overhears her stepmom, I guess. Yeah, ish, whatever. Talking, talking shit to her dad. <clears throat> Basically, you know, I hate her. She sucks, etc. Um, which I I thought I recognized her, and I did. This is a weird full circle thing. Um, uh, Becky's stepmom is played by, uh, or the actress who plays her was in the 2003 Texas Chainsaw remake. Ah. Um, which I was watching the night that Jimmy came over and dropped off uh, the spite beers. Full <laughs> <laughs> circle, baby. Wow. I recognized her and I was like, God, she looks familiar. And I was like, I wonder if it's that actress. And earlier I was looking it up, and sure enough, Known for and number one is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003. Jessica or Jessica? Yeah, the Jessica yes. Beale one. 
I was just gonna say, what if they had got Jessica Beale to come on Friday Night Lights? Oh man, that would have. Uh, I almost wonder. This is gonna sound insulting, but it's not. But Becky's mom, Alicia Witt, who has been in some like good. Shit. I started following her on Instagram. She's still a beautiful woman. Yeah. I think we could maybe get her on the show. She's doing like Hallmark Christmas movies now. <laughs> I'm thinking about just just DMing her, DMing her uh, sliding into the DMs <laughs> on Instagram. She was also in the the David Lynch Dune as a child actress. Oh, for real? Wow. Yeah, really fascinating filmography. Dang, I just uh, I just pulled her up. She is a beautiful woman, Alicia Witt. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's shoot our shot. Why not? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's on Twitter. So, I mean, I feel like that's the better way that we can at least show that we have a, <laughs> you know, um, somewhat of a social media presence. Ish. I mean, you got guys in Laos. We, yeah, we do. <laughs> we are an international podcast. <laughs> but man, if you had freaking Minka Kelly, Adrian Palicki, and Jessica Beale on this show, unstoppable. Unstoppable. Forget about it. I don't think Jessica Biel would have fit anywhere on this show, just where she was in 2006. She, she would have been too, that point, too right? old to play a high schooler, but too young to play a parent. She could be a nurse. She could have been like a hot <laughs> teacher <laughs> or a nurse. <laughs> Hold on, though. I mean, isn't uh, Alicia Witt like only marginally older than... Then actually, now that you say it, Becky, I thought we went over that math. See, she was, yeah, Jessica Beale was born in 1982. She totally could have played a high schooler in 2006. Yeah, let's see. Like, Minka, oh, yeah, Minka Kelly was born in 1980. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) She could have, yeah, but I think the fact that she was on Seventh Heaven, like, that she was on. I mean, she was in high school movies in like the early two yeah. thousands. I think by six years later, I think she just was too yeah. big of a name. When was I'm she born? Eighty two. Well, yeah. Taylor Kish was born eighty one. So right. Well, once again, she seemed. The, I think. I, the, I think the issue older. with Jessica Biel is not that she couldn't play high school at that age. I think it's that she already was too big of a name, name by them, and had already played so many high schoolers. Yeah, had played high schoolers, and then even Several in seventh years heaven before. was out of. Yeah. By the time the show ended, exactly. it was like way out of high school and stuff like that. So, seventh if she was heaven. a no-name actress and got discovered in two thousand six, yeah. absolutely, I haven't thought about seventh heaven for. A- a minute. Well, stop I, thinking about it because it's really bad. Interestingly enough, I thought about it earlier today because my old roommate retweeted a post about somebody saying, y'all, you really used to watch Dawson's Creek in Seventh Heaven? And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Seventh Heaven was terrible. That was one of those shows that like, I would watch and just like, I would almost get like a bad feeling in my gut. Just be like, this, song, this show's so bad. But the women on it were beautiful. Oh, exactly. I was like, there's a reason you watch yeah. it. Yeah. I definitely watch it. And I was going to say, uh, turns out that the dad in Seventh Heaven was a pervert Creeper. in real yes. life. And yep. also his cousins of the Eve Six guy. Oh. <laughs> Spoiler alert, guys. Right. Seventh Heaven podcast coming next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw. It's in the, the works. On the Twitter, though, you mentioned Dawson's Creek. There was There were some people telling us we need to do Dawson's Creek. Uh, I and I've definitely that. never watched that and don't have that much interest in it. But but I had a thing for Katie Holmes for a while. So oh, maybe. Katie, yeah. 
if if I expect other people to give the OC a chance, then I probably should be willing to yeah. give Dawson's Creek a chance at some point. But Dawson's Creek has been on my list for like 15 years. <laughs> uh, because Kevin Williamson was the creator and he was the writer of Scream. He wrote Scream. Oh yeah. The first Scream. Um and uh yeah, I I I do have a genuine interest in it. I just have never gotten around to watching it. I think it's like on Netflix probably forever. So yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not ready to do a podcast about it, <laughs> right. but maybe someday. Give it, give it a look sometime. Jess's brother Andre is acting out again. He once again lets Jess know, uh, "You're not my mom or my dad. You can't tell me what to do." Uh, Vince offers to step in and have a word with him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not much more on top of that. Just. Vince just kind of saying, Hey, you know, your sister's having a hard time. Listen to her. Yeah. You're the man of the house, right? You're now. the man of the house right now. Yeah. Uh, my dad wasn't there either. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All that. So seems like yeah, he, yeah. he does like a, my dad wasn't there either, but at least your dad is coming back. Like it was a questionable, which, which for me, a reach. I, had, I had just finished watching season five again, which his dad comes back. And so I was like, Wait, is that? Oh, yeah. That's right. I'm ahead of where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know because I thought they were also writing Dundo off the show, to be entirely honest with you. That'd be a mm. crying shame. I meant John Smith mm. comes back a oh. little later. Oh, so they probably did write Dundo off the I don't show. Remember, I don't remember if he came back or not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> don't spoil it. You're, you're too far ahead. Yep. Uh, I think the main point of this scene is to bond Jess and Vince more. Correct. She yep. sees this happening. And we can assume is uh, attracted to this quality of Vince. Over at the Riggins household, Becky shows up. We talked last uh, episode about how before Tim went to jail, he told Becky, hey, like, just know that your family and my family will take care of you. Here's (laughs) Becky cashing in on that. She has had enough of her stepmother. Uh, of her mom and dad being away. So she uh, is asking Billy for a place to stay and plays that card, says, you know, before Tim went off to jail, uh, he told me that you guys were family or that that I'm family and that, you know, my family is your family and that you would have, you know, that you can help me. And uh, Mindy, not nuts about this idea. (laughs) Not so keen. (laughs) Which, you know, uh, we hate uh, Mindy Riggins IRL, uh, we're beefing. We're beefing hard. But you do have to have some sympathy for for Mindy Riggins at this point, who is finally getting her life together. Uh, She finally got her brother-in-law out of the house. (laughs) Just a few months later, here comes Becky. Gets pulled into some more Riggins BS, I guess. Mm -hmm. I did straight up put in my my notes that Mindy is being a bitch about it. Uh, (laughs) Agreed. Okay, here, think about this, Josh. But absolutely, I'm I'm with you. Well, considering Mindy's uh, household for her, like, growing up, it's all women in her house, right? Like, I feel like she'd be appreciative. Hey, like, you're not in a great situation. Let me try to help you out. Did Mm -hmm. not come off that way. I think, once again... Put it this way, Billy Riggins in the show is roughly our age. Imagine if you had a high school girl come to your door right now and was like, hey, uh, 
Annie said that I could stay with you. <laughs> <laughs> How would Lindsay feel about that? Uh, maybe, maybe a bad example because I feel like Lindsay would hop on that opportunity okay. 100%. But I know that... Uh, Imagine well, instead that you had a younger brother who was maybe romantically <laughs> involved with this girl. Okay, fair enough. There you go. <laughs> that makes it different. Yeah, for sure. And also, it was like a month after Benny Kenny was born. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> See, I in 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 all honesty, I would be the one. I would be the one that would be like, oh hell no, no 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 no. <laughs> like this is my home. Uh, I need to have like a place where I don't have to be like taking, well, <laughs> I was going to say taking care of someone. I, I only take care of three uh, children under six, <laughs> but uh, I need to have a, like a, a space that's my own. So mm-hmm. I would probably be the one in this situation. So I guess okay. I'm, so I'm the bitch. Does, does Lindsay have a sister? Yes, she does. Imagine her sister had a, <laughs> a friend who was a, a man. <laughs> <laughs> an attractive man. An attra- attractive <laughs> yeah. man. Right. An attractive high school man. <laughs> <laughs> and came knocking at your door yeah. and and told Lindsay, hey. <laughs> Becca said I could stay here. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I would be. I would 100% be <laughs> rolling my eyes like Mindy is. So I think we can agree that you yes. are the Mindy Riggins of your marriage. <laughs> oh no! Well, that means that means Lindsay's the Billy Riggins. So I don't know. I can't, I can't wait. To Sorry, Lindsay. I have to hate you now. <laughs> Actually, I have to. I have to hate the both of you now because I hate Billy and Mindy. So. In this situation, I can't wait to see you at the landing strip. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I do have the body for it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I'm with you. We're gonna give Mindy a pass on this one. I mean, she's still a bitch. It's still real bitch. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, we're still beefing. Yeah. Oh yeah, that doesn't change anything for sure. All right, last scene. Julie's headed off to college. Uh, she's saying goodbye to her parents in the driveway. She pulls out. They're having a hard time as she drives away. You know, Tammy's tearing up. Coach almost even looks like he's maybe gonna shed a tear or two. Uh, but I get it because at this point, like they know that they're left alone with that other creature uh, <laughs> in the house. It's just Hulk Hogan's granddaughter. <laughs> he, the baby was in the car at one point. I thought maybe coach is pushing her off with her <laughs> for God's sake. Just take her with you. please. There were some I thought maybe. real weird close-ups of <laughs> of the baby in this episode that I didn't well, want to know because I thought you would. The forehead is at, so big. At dinner scene, Coach was eating the baby's food, so I was like, maybe he's trying to like malnourish his child to get rid of. I don't know. You can probably cut that. <laughs> no, I will not. Uh, maybe she doesn't eat regular human food. She was trying to eat like she the was fake feeding corn. him, and I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. It's weird. Um, anyway, the family dynamics are going to be different now that it's just Gracie at home. Uh, <laughs> I feel for coach. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that's the end of the episode. Roll credits. Uh, we'll be right back with our awards for the week.
All right, we're back. We're going to start off our awards as we always do with the Coach Taylor Inspo rating. How inspiring was Coach this week, gentlemen? I think he's pretty good. I mean, he gave Billy Riggins an opportunity he didn't need to give him. Like, That's he true. felt sorry for him. He put him in there. He had confidence in what's a Huck, what's his name? Rucks, Ruckers? <laughs> yeah, Huckleberry he had, Finn. He, yep. he, he had confidence to put him in the Hastings game he's never Ruckle. played before. Yeah, that's true. That's inspiring. He had his, his players go out and recruit this player to help help the team. I don't know. I thought he did pretty good. You know what? I was going to say that I don't think there was any outstanding moments in this episode, but I think you just... Uh, well, and then he had that to... moment. He had the moment with Julie with yep. the ping pong table, too. Yeah. Like... This is a strong Coach Taylor episode. I'm willing yeah. to do a, a seven or an eight. Let me push back. I'm I'm open to that, but let me push back. Okay. I feel like the Billy decision, the recruiting Hastings decision where he said, like, I don't necessarily need to know how you do it, just get it done, and putting Hastings into the game. Those are all questionable decisions. It's true. They It turned out okay. Well, we'll see with Billy. We don't know. He isn't off to a great start as a coach. Uh, but did he let his emotions get the best of him and make a bad decision to let Billy onto the team because he, you know, felt sorry for him? The thing with Billy, though, is you you got to understand, it's probably going to give him a lot more headache about it. And he probably had to think about that. Like, oh, this is going to be yeah. a problem for me, but it's going to help you, so I will do it. Okay, yep. That's what yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll have to see what the payoff is and and how inspiring it ends up being. But I think him taking those chances, um, I think in itself is inspiring. I think the moment with Julie is nice. Um, yeah, I think this is a, this is a relatively strong showing for coach. I thought it was good team building, just showing confidence in a player who hasn't played ever and didn't know what he was doing. You know, in retrospect, yes, because it worked out. Uh, yeah. I think if you took those decisions and evaluated them before we see what the result is, yeah, it's, it's risky, but uh, I'm with you. You've kind of you've kind of pulled me towards your side a little bit. So I think you said seven or eight. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just uh, pull you down to a six if that's okay. Yeah, that's I'm fine. good with that. I'm good yeah. with that. Um, that's still a strong I mean, showing. He, he did yell at Julia for wanting to hang out with her friends. I mean, yeah, right. That's true. Yep. 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 All right, Julie Taylor Hatometer. I uh, I gotta think a little bit here. Because I feel like I had some moments. Yeah, I'm giving Julia a break for the uh, dinner table thing, which I think was maybe yep. supposed to make her hateable, arguably. Right, but we all kind um, of agreed on that. Yep, one. that 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 wasn't as hateable as. But we on thought. the other side of that, she has eight ribs. <laughs> True. That's that's definitely some some yep. positive points on the hate meter. Uh, I had a problem with her not allowing her parents to bring her to college, but you guys didn't have as big of an issue. But well, we went to college later, so it's right. different. You had a different. We weren't. No, I, I, well, I was. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm on your side with this. What, well, I didn't know the thing where I point. had landed was, I thought it well because, like I said, I missed the context early in the episode that she wasn't. There's she asked them not to. Yep. And when we saw it at the end, Angie was like, Oh, her parents aren't coming with her to college. And I said, Oh, it's probably some Julie Taylor bullshit. <laughs> right. Where so we, which it was. That is, yeah. Where so, was she going to college at? Is it in Texas? I'm pretty sure, yeah. It was, but yeah, I didn't I don't remember. Didn't make a note of it. Okay. So So I'm I, I that was definitely negative points for me. Uh, I think her, her her yeah. 
positive <laughs> points. Um, I think her leaving Landry at the strip club uh, is positive <laughs> points. Um, I do think her, she had a nice moment with Coach, so negative points for that. Um, negative points for trying to support friends. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm thinking like a four here. Yeah. Yeah, I had in my mind a three, so. I was at three, four there, so. I'm bringing you up. Strong three, light four. Yeah, Strong I like three. that. Strong three on the reliving the light scale. Okay, big rig beer tally. I'm assuming None, zero because he's. We probably won't have it for a while. Unless, unless there's a Shawshank Redemption. Uh, <laughs> I was going to make that same fucking joke. <laughs> I made it my life. Where's the Shawshank thing going on here? He's been turning some roots. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, barring any toilet wine. Uh, probably, <laughs> probably a zero for the season for a while, at least. Until mm. he gets out, I think he gets out. I'm pretty sure he does. I thought he did. I know, he, I yeah. know he does. Okay, he definitely Spoilers. does. Spoilers. I definitely remember that. I Spoilers. still don't remember who he ends up with. Don't tell me. Don't Not tell me. It. Not gonna say it. Don't tell me. It's Waverly. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere, <laughs> she's back. <laughs> Uh, Bill, Billy, I'd like to do meet my girlfriend. <laughs> she she do be sweating. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh. Smash comes back and gets Smash pissed. pissed. Adds to the rivalry so that is like should be long over. Uh, I feel like Aisha Davis or whatever her name is. Yeah, Asha Davis would have mentioned that when we asked her what happened to Waverly. Yeah. You like dumb shits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the uh, the Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen Oshucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week. No Matt Saracen. Uh, do we give it to the Alamo Freeze itself? I think or, we're. Or well, to, uh, I was going to say Billy give Riggins. it to Billy for his like pseudo inspirational attempt. Oh, let, me pull it. let me. Oh, let me just read it off this paper. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Billy Riggins. Like, let me interrupt Coach to try to inspire you guys. Ugh. I like this. I, I like that we can give the Matt Saracen Oshucks Goofus Malufus moment of the week to anyone. Because like, it's just like, yeah. it's his namesake. It's not yeah. necessarily Correct, yeah. only mm-hmm. for Matt. Okay, we'll keep that in mind for season five. I, we can maybe do that with the uh, Joe McCoy's scumbag studs, he's he's studs of the week. Because I don't uh, know how much McCoy's there is in, in yeah. this season. So. Uh, the Donnie Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Uh, we only see him on Enfuego. He's the white kid. He's the white kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, like, just him going to that, like, the, the bad neighborhood with the rat. Like, I was like, oh, what yeah. you, pick your spots there. Buddy. 100%. 100%. There's got to be a better way to introduce this kid to him. <laughs> the Joe McCoy stud of suds smug scumbag move of the week. Who is the oh, smuggest the scumbag? Smugest. Scummiest. You know, I didn't appre- I didn't care for that teacher gal. Oh, oh yeah, she was smug. I like that <laughs> teacher. I don't know who. I don't know her name if they ever said it, but I was just like, I no. don't care. And here's the thing: I get it. Your older teacher, she's young. Like she's yeah. probably yeah. pretty fresh to the school. Absolutely, absolutely. She's an anti vaxxer one hundred percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh. Notable music cues. I did not notice anything. I did not catch any. I didn't either. Hmm. I'll check the IMDb real quick. What movie did we watch? 
Oh no, I was watching freaking Lindsay and I were watching Ted Lasso tonight and they had the end of season one finale and they 100% were hyping up the, the last it like soccer scene with Friday night lights esque explosions in the sky esque music. Uh, but did not notice anything on the Friday night lights episode. What was that? What's that hip hop song they're playing? <laughs> yeah. That's, the, yeah, that's, I, true. I, that's about it. So there's apparently an iron and wine song called belated promise ring in this episode. There was also apparently a jet song in this album or in this album, in this episode <laughs> called black hearts on fire and another song called pardon me written by Jonathan Tyler and the Northern lights. Um, I did not catch I didn't any of those any three iron songs wine or jet. I feel like maybe those didn't make the, yeah. They didn't get the right. They sales. were they were all three uncredited, which tells me that. Mm. Uh, yeah, um, I think we give it to Landry. Oh, Chris Victorious, obviously. Uh. <laughs> it's gotta be. Mm-hmm. What are we debating go. here? Yep. All right, Chris Victorious, you're absolutely right. On that M- on the MP player. <laughs> uh, which brings me to the outdated pop culture reference oh. of the week. Uh, I think that's what I, I know. I had one. Maybe I think it was maybe the MP player. That or Landry's shirt, but I mean you had that. Yeah, before. we've already done Landry's shirt. I think referencing MP3 players, which is no, no, sad. M- MP, MP I mean, yeah, MP players. <laughs> yeah. Okay, quote of the episode. Uh what stuck out to us here? I know I wrote maybe one down. He's not oh. the punter, you wouldn't really be interested. That's the one I, <laughs> I like. think that's yeah. yeah, that's good. That's uh, a good I, one. I have coach Stan. I can rub something out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't like all that equipment. Pads, helmets, cups. I like to hang free and easy from uh, Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> I've just, I can't remember his name. I'm just Hastings Rucker. No one can. Rucker. Oh, I wrote this down. This is definitely isn't quoted the episode, but I, I didn't note it before when we were talking about this. When coach sends in Huckleberry Finn, uh, the the guy who's never even practiced football yeah. before his his advice to him is, do me a favor, do the best you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> really inspiring, coach. I couldn't leave without saying goodbye to my lady. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hate that. And then and then when he was talking to the nurse, but like, oh, watch out for her. she likes to go dancing or whatever. <laughs> yeah. What? Cut a rug. Just cut a rug. That's what it was. All right. What do we got then? What do we, what's the best? What did you, what was the one that you said, Jimmy? He's not the punter. You wouldn't really be in. I think that's, I think that's the one. I laughed out loud at that. I one, laughed. So. I did. Yeah. I was like, oof. Laying it in the lance over here. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even there. Mm-hmm. MVP of the episode. Who do we, who do we want to nominate here? Hear me out. Okay. Dallas Tinker. I was gonna say that damn. Th- I was gonna say that. I thought you were gonna do the tail. I thought you were going damn Taylor. I was like, now hear me out. Tinker, stinker, 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 Sack fumble. Turn the game around. Tinker, stinker. Damn it! I really thought sorry. I'm so. I had no idea. All right. Well, he's got a pretty strong case so far. Uh, we want to make well, the we case for him earlier. I was like, I think that might be my MVP game. Yeah. And I locked it away. I was like, he's going to go with Julie Taylor. Or not no. Julie, Tammy Taylor, obviously, because 
Mm. That's Josh's go-to. I mean, that's my go-to. Coach was also pretty yeah. good, I thought, for this episode. But and I thought about putting Vince in there, but like that whole like pimping your girlfriend out, I was like, yeah, that's questionable. Like that's questionable. Disqualified for that. But in the in the same breath, Tinker did kiss a pig. He kissed a pig. <laughs> <laughs> he caused a sack fumble to get the ball back, score the game-winning drive. So <laughs> <laughs> He oh, might not man. get many moments to shine. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about him not getting another moment to shine. <laughs> okay. Because I love Tinker and I want him to have his his moment in the sun. And I think this this might be okay. Because I, think- I mean, I don't know. I um because he had another moment when he came and fixed Luke's fence, and I don't know who won the MVP of that episode, but I'm pretty sure it was not Tinker. That's he and he probably should have because that that was a great moment. So, Agreed. all right, I'm going to put Tinker, but I'm only going to accept it if I can put Tinker Stinker. Absolutely. Yes. 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 All right. I like it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> episode rating. How, uh, you know, season premiere, I feel like we should have pretty high expectations. I will say that on IMDb, they gave this an 8.1. Yeah. 349 people come, came out to an average of 8.1. So how do we feel about this episode? I was at strong seven, but yeah, I'm feeling if they want it. I'm feeling a mid seven. Um, I think it's a good episode. Yeah, I don't know how I feel. I'm pretty sure at this point that we knew that this was the final season. Yeah, I don't know that it got me excited for this being the final season of the of the series, and this is the first episode of the final season. You know, like right. Um, I don't know that I felt that. So I feel like it's a building episode, like with the whole epic storyline, like they're right. building to this. Yeah, uh, it's not an eight. Uh, sorry, IMDb. I do not agree with you. I don't think any of us agree with you. I do feel fine with a seven, though, because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, seven is good. Uh, we've said it time and time again, even when Friday Night Lights is just okay by its own standards, it's still great by yeah. TV standards. So, Ever with the lowest that we've actually gone, I know that I suggested at least a four at one point. I don't know if that actually <laughs> went through for the cartoonish nature of, right. of one episode, but I, I, I don't know. that I, I feel for sure like we haven't gone lower than a four. No, absolutely. Um, and I don't know that we for sure have gone lower than a five because you might have talked me up to a five on that one. I was going to so. say, if we have gone to a four, I feel like that was probably a mistake. Uh, we got caught up in the moment. Um, so. yeah. I don't know, though. That episode was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> it, was that the get in the black car and take the gun? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. He hands he hands uh, the nurse at the hospital like a wad uh, of, a cash. Lot of cash. And she, quite, yeah. doesn't, question and she doesn't even count it. She just says, this will do. Two thousand dollars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you handed us in cash. I'll just put this in my pocket, <laughs> yes. and there'll be no yeah. one to know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do some social media shoutouts. Uh, oh, due yeah. to the uh, vocal injury I had, it has been quite some time, so we've got a little catching up to do for sure. I'm going to start with, uh, we have lynched his heart on 11-7. I don't think we've ever referenced lynched his heart before. So, Jimmy's giving a look. I, I know he's a super I don't remember that yeah. name at all. <laughs> so, we'll start here. It's It's been a while since we have uh, recorded. So, we're going to try to catch up as well as we can. I believe the cutoff, we'll, we'll call it this, on November 7th. 
and I have seen uh, her reply to us before. Her username is Amazing Grace nine one nine. Username is Lynched His Heart. She says trash ass season two of FNL could run circles around some of y'all's trash ass favorite shows right now. Don't at me. I only state Fendi facts with Ben Balenciaga truths. <laughs> I have no um, idea what that means, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, Balenciaga and Fendi are both uh, designer Design, brands. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I love it, um, and I agree. And I think something that has been, um, I think Josh and I can both agree on about our experience rewatching this show. Season two is bad, but it's not that bad. No, we 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 like tore it down in our minds. Yep. And then when we watched it again, it was like, oh. This is actually it's, still it's, really it's, good. It's really only the murder storyline that brings it down. Right. And, and Julie being Julie. And Julie being Julie. And, and the, the tornado. tornado. Yeah. <laughs> but other but, than that. But there are some really good storylines of season two. But I did see on the Reddit today, I do have to mention this. Somebody was talking about, because I just went back, because I went back to uh, look for the post about Hastings Ruckel's shot. How as <laughs> awful his uh, basketball yes. form was. And there was a post in the Friday Night Lights subreddit about how messed up um, the the ages are and how somebody's like, I'm pretty sure in season one, somebody says Julie is a sophomore, but she doesn't graduate until season four. And somebody in the comments was like, it works best if you just imagine season two didn't happen. And yeah. I thought, what if season two was just a dream? <laughs> and because it would, it really would fix a lot of things, not only because the murder storyline is ridiculous and bad, but also because um, it would even out the ages a little bit. Sure. The, it would just, if you imagine in the first season, um, Jason Street and Smash are seniors. Uh-huh. So that cuts out Smash's right. basically non-existent season two storyline where he gets injured and the and because we hear later that he's in college so there it makes it make sense for tim and uh jason to be friends at all it makes (laughs) it you know it makes it it makes a lot of friendships make sense it makes a lot of relationships make sense um as much as i do respect season two and i think that there is maybe more um to be said about it um, or more more respect to be said about it. Um, I think maybe it is best considered non-canon. <laughs> uh, the other thing that it would wipe out would be uh, Landry and Tyra hooking up and being exactly a thing. exactly. Yeah, this confidence he has is misguided. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It, it would make sense if he was still obsessed with her. You right. know. Yeah. 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 So. But the bulk anyway, of the relationship never actually. Anyway, happened. yeah. Um, Lynch's heart. heart. We agree. Um, it's it's not it's it's bad, but it's only bad by FNL standards. It's by a lot of TV show standards, actually pretty good. Very good. Uh, Paul Schreiber sent us a interesting deep dive on Reddit about Coach Crowley. <laughs> Haven't read it, but I just pulled it up and I'm yeah. gonna because I definitely yeah. want to know more about that. Yeah, I'm also going to do the same. I'm going to pull it up in my Reddit app right now and uh, save that one. Apparently, his actual name really is Crowley. So oh. that's got me interested right away. And he was on the Panthers football staff and left. Oh, he was the guy who left 
West Dillon to play East Dillon or to, to coach with East Dillon. Oh, oh yeah. that coach, Carl. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gould him, uh, looked him up on IMDb, see that he's been in several TV shows and movies. He almost always plays a character whose name is the same as his real name, Crowley. <laughs> I, in real life, he's a professional football consultant, supervises football officials for the Sooner Athletic Conference, was an original member of the Big 12 Conference staff, and has been a college football official since 1984. Crowley has consulted on football action for commercials, films, and television shows for the past 20 years that led him to appearing on the TV shows like Friday Night Lights, Necessary Roughness, and playmakers and movies like Any Given Sunday, Varsity Blues, and The Longest Yard. He usually plays either a coach or an official. Very interesting. Yo, thanks for sending that our way. Yeah. We will look into the comments. I will for sure look into the comments because it is now saved in my Reddit app. So thank you, Paul. That's uh, that's very, very fascinating. Shout out to uh, assistant coach Crowley. Come on the show. <laughs> Come on the show, man. Uh, I'm going to jump up to Will White, who must have just been getting into, when do we lose season or when did we lose, lose movie dude one season four? I think so. Yeah. Will must've just been listened to season four and, uh, said, bring back movie dude one. We agree 100%. Uh, yeah. I, uh, it's a miracle that this podcast has survived without movie dude one, but we're limping along. It was on shaky ground for a minute. I was like, whoa, 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 no movie dude one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it, it, it. It's, it's, it was a real bummer for us because he brought a lot to our show. Like by the time that he was gone, it became a real, yeah, like a staple of our show. And it's, uh, yeah, this is a real bummer. Rest in peace. Uh, our sponsor for today, Chris at Martin Blank, uh, freaking offering to uh, hook me up with some tickets to Timberwolves versus Grizzlies in the future. So anybody who wants to hook us up with stuff, sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks to you, Chris. And thanks for sponsoring the show again today. Everybody follow at Martin Blank on Twitter. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Uh I'm a huge LeBron fan and would love to see LeBron play in person. So if you can get some uh, Lakers to Rose tickets. Oh, well. <laughs> that was tonight. He's got a couple more years, though, doesn't he? He's got another uh, yeah. year or two in him. He's got, well, he might be the Tom Brady of, of the NBA. Yeah. 100%. Got some uh, Billy and Mindy Riggins shit talk from Will White. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sarah with an H is uh, someone who's shown up on the Twitter feed. Uh, lately. Thanks for listening, Sarah, with an H. She's the one who thinks we should do Dawson's Creek. You know, you know, we'll, uh, we'll give it a shot. Not no promises on a podcast. Yeah. The, the, I think the big thing with us is that, uh, we, um, that's not a show that either of us have a current connection to. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're, we're looking into it. We're looking into it strongly. 100%. Uh, Anthony, I want to make sure that you saw this. Uh, CJ Arnold uh, had a real problem with your take on the Olympics. Oh, I don't know if I did see this. Uh, Almost had to unsub over your terrible text on the Olympics from the summer. Come on, just because I don't follow swimming every day in my life doesn't mean I can't enjoy and root for Michael Phelps when he comes along. I also don't think uh, everyone just violated for Americans. Usain Bolt is probably the most uh, popular Olympians. Uh, uh, You know what, uh, CJ? I 
I understand that. And I, you know what? I am a big fan of, of just letting people enjoy things now. <laughs> um, maybe 10 years ago, I wasn't, uh, such a, um, uh, not an asshole. Uh, but I am less of an asshole now. So, um, <laughs> no, you're right. You know what? If you enjoy the Olympics, you enjoy the Olympics. Uh, for me, it's something that 350 days of the year um, times four, I don't care about track <laughs> and field. So I'm not going to pretend that I suddenly do care about track and field for 15 days every four years. Um and I, you know, don't get me wrong. The athleticism is impressive. I actually, my cousin Rhiannon um, went to college with uh, Janae Deloach, who is a Olympian, like long jumper. Um, and I met her at her wedding. So I have met an Olympian. Um, I'm pretty sure like an <laughs> Olympian, like medalist. And um, my cousin Ryan actually basically put me on blast uh, <laughs> for my takes on the Olympics in front of her. So no, I, uh, I, uh, I understand it. Uh, to me, I just, like I said, I don't care about swimming most of the year, so I'm not going to pretend like I do. But by all means, the Olympics is impressive. I, I do occasionally have a, a fun time watching them. So you're right. Enjoy what you enjoy. You do you. I get it. We get it. Uh, Anthony's wrong, but we get it. Uh, I think Anthony's right. <laughs> Shut up. I don't Jim. care about the Olympics either, but enjoy. You know what I do care about is the Mario and Sonic at the Olympics games uh, for <laughs> we the Wii and we Nintendo do. Switch. Those games are fun as hell. So <laughs> see, you are an Olympics excited. fan. Yeah, I'm a fan of Olympics-based video games, like the Sydney 2000 game for PlayStation 1 and the <laughs> Athens 2004 game for uh, PlayStation 2. Fun as hell. Had a lot of really good times <laughs> with those video games. So I get excited about Olympics video games, although they don't really make them, or they didn't make them for a few years now. I actually own, there. I have Tokyo 2020 in my video game collection over there. <laughs> Um, big fan of Olympics video games. Not a big fan of the Olympics, yes. though, as as it is. Uh, I was a fan of CJ Arnold's uh, tweets to us. It was something. It was it was a classic little tweet thread here. Uh, he started going off on us about uh, the Mike Leach swing your sword pirate thing. <laughs> yeah, like, how then, could you guys not know? And then <laughs> later in the episode, oh Joe, uh, sorry, whoops. I just <laughs> heard you guys get it. Uh, but that was pretty funny. We we legitimately hate to, hate to be that guy. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> we legitimately had no idea who Mike Leach was. Uh, yeah, no. Prior to that, so fair. Uh, Proforma had some great insights into uh, the finale episode of season four. Thought that yeah. was good. Good stuff. Uh, thanks for reaching out on that. Uh, shout out to Tiger Dave, uh, our our good friend Tiger Dave. He. Uh, is sticking up for the podcast on that negative review uh, that was mm. didn't like our sides. Yeah. Tiger Dave is sticking in there. So. We like we like to think that uh, that the banter is why you listen. If you're if you're just here for just the Friday Night Lights recap, hey, that's great. Um, we're happy to have you. Please uh, listen to all of our episodes. Uh, you know, just if you don't like the banter, just mute it and uh, just play it in the background uh, or whatever, or, because you know, skip ahead 30 seconds. It's fine. 
Right. Yeah. Whatever it takes to get us downloads. Um, but um, we like to think it's our unique brand of banter, <laughs> our unique perspective that brings in uh, the fans. So um, we, we, we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep getting distracted. Josh is going to keep editing uh, in a um, however lazy he wants to be with it. I don't care. Um, as long as uh, it's only happened once, as long as, uh, as long as uh, no more, please cut this moments happen and he doesn't cut it uh i'm okay that's with my it. favorite <laughs> <laughs> i'm always on the lookout like okay we'll cut this wait i don't hear cut that's still there it's like easter eggs for you to yeah, look yeah. out for i got for the ones from this episode <laughs> where i'm going all in on a classmate's ugly baby <laughs> Well, I think uh, that's our that's pretty much our social media shout outs. Uh, reach out to us at Reliving Lights on Twitter. Don't try to reach out to us on Facebook. We won't see it for another six we months won't. probably. No. Um, but reach out to us on Twitter. We will shout you out on the show. We love to hear what you guys are thinking of the episodes, thinking of uh, Friday Night Lights. Um, so now that social media shout outs are done, that means we gotta we gotta identify an lesson of the episode so anthony jimmy uh what's our what's our lesson what's our takeaway what can we take from this episode and apply to our lives i'll let jimmy go first because i feel like i've stolen a few of his uh yeah. uh thunder uh in well, this we episode, just had the same so. wavelength right yeah uh mine i was thinking is maybe if you have a newborn baby maybe don't smoke right next to it and just be just <laughs> drinking, you know, like maybe t- step outside. If you want to have your smoking habits. Just well, counter, counterpoint, counterpoint, Jimmy freedom. That's true. <laughs> Who am I to say? Don't vaccinate your child. I guess it's fine. <laughs> Let's get political. <laughs> Anthony and Jimmy get political. <laughs> I'm not here to teach out a parent. But... <laughs> Nine out of ten doctors. <laughs> I think that's ten out of ten on that one. Probably, probably. Yeah, <laughs> at this point. But my lesson of the episode is: if you're a traditional college student and you're 18, hey, listen, I get it. That last night before moving to college, that's for your friends. Uh-huh. The move to college, that's for your parents. <laughs> Mm-hmm. let your parents drive you to college and if your mom wants to pack along some cobbler that's fine eat it with her yeah and Once if your dad there, wants to make you some ribs let him make you some freaking ribs <laughs> <laughs> cast you have your morals eat. aside <laughs> that's good yeah that's good life advice um, I've got two don't name your kid Ruckleberry Finn. That's <laughs> stupid. Or Hannibal. <laughs> Stephen Hannibal. Hannibal. Hastings Ruckle. Those are terrible names. Don't do that. Next piece of advice, lesson of the episode. If your kid has a huge ass forehead, stop pulling her hair back into <laughs> ponytails uh, that accentuate that massive dome of a forehead she has. Just unless, don't do that. Unless, of course, it's a Hogan baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's a Hogan uh, baby. That's a good point. I kind of forgot about that new wrinkle that we've unearthed. Mm-hmm. So Hulk Hogan is Tammy Taylor's dad. Uh, we never meet Tammy Taylor's parents. No, <laughs> we don't. Or Coach's it, parents, right? Or yeah, no, we don't meet Coach's no. parents either. Yeah. So uh, we can't say family. Or the well, secret family. Well, we meet pretty we, heavily. We, we do meet Lois. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we cannot confirm that Tammy Taylor's father is Hulk Hogan, but we also there's no reason to. <laughs> Uh, think otherwise. We can't nope. prove that he's not. Hold on. Exactly. Maybe, maybe she had an affair, and maybe Hogan is actually the father of this baby. <laughs> that seems in line with Hulk Hogan's. Well, uh, I thought about that, but the but the balding, a, but coaches but, away on his secret family long vacations. But the balding oh, gene comes. But the balding genes come from the mother's side. Oh, you're you right. did cover you're right. that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're right. So we can't disprove that. Stricken yeah. that from the record. <laughs> <laughs> we can disprove that's all that. you're saying just think just like just like anything else if you disagree with this theory the burden of proof is on you <laughs> it's on you to disprove there you have it folks that is another groundbreaking episode of reliving the lights i would dare say an instant classic we have on our hands here also ladies and gentlemen uh jimmy thank you so much for coming on it's been a pleasure absolutely uh, thanks for being a fan of the show too. You've been uh, you've been there from yeah. the very beginning, yeah. and uh, we appreciate it. Excited to uh, get into the OC with you. Sounds like you're gonna yeah. have you're I'm gonna a have big opinions fan. right away. Big yeah. fan of Adrian Brody. So Adam, Adam Brody. Brody. Adam Brody. Sorry, I've been drinking <laughs> a little. <laughs> <It's okay>. <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> I, I like Adrian. Brody I also too, like though. Adrian. Yeah, Brody. he's yeah. great. They're both great. Oscar winner Adrian Brody. Uh, offensive Jamaican uh, oh my accent gosh. doer Adrian Brody. How, how does he still have a career after that? I don't For know. For real. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, he barely has a career now. But true. true. Wes Anderson is basically the only person keeping his career <laughs> alive, realistically. That's true. Thanks for being with us. Uh, yeah. This is the last season. This is it. We've got some surprises in store. Uh, <laughs> there'll be a surprise to us as well but hold on to your butts for Bradley Lynch <laughs> yeah, yeah if you want to make a if you want to make a donation uh, just reach out we'd love to have it yeah. we're, 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 we're 23% of the way there just 23% of the way there just, just do it listen to to Jimmy uh, major sponsor and uh, contributors to the Bradley yeah. Lynch fund this guy puts Cur- his currently le- currently leading the way of the decision and he the Right now, if you don't act now, um, that Brad Leland cameo is dedicated to the man to my left. And I might just <laughs> put more money in out of spite. So watch out. Seal the deal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to get $125. Uh, something- <laughs> my wife is not going to be pleased. <laughs> let's, well, but, let's see. He's, he's contributed $15. So we've got... Uh, 35. So if somebody contributed $20 right now, we've been up to 55. So Jimmy's going to donate. If somebody donates $25, <laughs> Jimmy's going to donate 95 just to close it. <laughs> Out of spite, I'll go 150 probably. <laughs> just to prove a point. Get in now while you still can, or Jimmy's yep. just going to take the whole thing. So, <laughs> uh, Shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. Shout out to our listeners in Laos. 
Nile, Nile and Wales. I don't know how much 150 pounds is, but <laughs> come on, let's get it on this. It's a little stronger than the dollar, right? Didn't we? Don't you don't you want to beat Jimmy? <laughs> I don't like this floating of his pounds over dollar. <laughs> I don't know. My cup is your hot. <laughs> quit quit lording your money over us, Nile. <laughs> If he throws down 150 pounds, that beats your $150, Jimmy. Yeah. Son of a... <laughs> We're in it. All right. This has been another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. Join us next week for another episode in season five. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.